All right, everyone. It is Wednesday. We are back on Wednesday, May 11th, 2022. This is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I am your host with the incredibly awful singing voice tonight. I'll explain why later. Uh, this is, like I said, the Mindless Wrestling Podcast now on the Chairshot Radio Network. Uh, you can find us at thechairshot.com. I'm going to start off going around the room as I usually do and introduce my my panel of guests and hosts and everything. I'm going to start off with the uh, the Minister of Truth from the Rob the Genius podcast. Mr. Rob, how are you tonight? I'm doing okay, all things considered. What happened oh. Sunday? Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to get in. We're going to rip that Band-Aid <laughs> off early, pal. Rob, <laughs> Rob I tried. I tried. I was right there, and I swear, security grabbed me right by the arm. I'm sorry, man. Uh, no, I appreciate your effort, man. I really do. Thank you. And as always with us, Bucky's tag team partner with a boots on the ground perspective of WrestleMania backlash this year. Jason, welcome to the show again tonight, buddy. That's right. And honestly, uh, we our seats were fine. I mean, we're the whole obstructed view thing where you can't see the actual Titantron. You're right. looking directly at their right side, right side when they come out. Um, so it was fine, but I got some awesome pictures. Y'all can see them on my Twitter, uh, at Jedi Fett. I got a really, really good one of, uh, AJ doing the moonsault off of the apron to edge. And then I got an excellent one of Drew McIntyre. I don't know if I posted that. Uh, you shared it with us. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I posted that one yet. I should post that immediately. Cause it looks, I caught him right when his flamethrower went off in the, in the center of the ring. And it right. looks like it's sword is a lightsaber. It's amazing. <laughs> it was. It was a really good picture. You ought to post that one. Yeah. And in the fourth chair tonight, we have a special guest. We're all super excited about this one. After a year and a half of this being a sausage fest and us trying to mansplain women's wrestling, which is a horrible idea, <laughs> we have our first lady guest host here tonight. You've probably heard us talk about her on this podcast if you've listened to us for any length of time. I want to welcome Nicole. Nicole, welcome to the show. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. We can hear you perfectly. Okay. Because it says on the bottom thing, speaker, I'll hold that. I was a little confused. But hello, all. <laughs> hello there. Yeah, yeah uh, Nicole. Nicole, so, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here after listening for so long <laughs> and being in the Discord chat with you gentlemen. Yeah, Nicole <laughs> Nicole sits in the dis- she she puts up with a lot of stuff from the guys and bless your heart, I yes. tell you what. You've been Please awesome with it every step of the way. <laughs> Especially at work. Yeah. And we got to have something to get us through the day, man. Works. I mean, even if you like your job, I think we could all agree that you'd probably be rather do something other than work. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Uh, this is actually my first time being on a podcast. I, I think you're going to do fine. It's it, oh, you yeah. sound good already. You sound you know like like natural at it. So I think it's going to be a good show. So yep. as I said at the beginning of the show, I want to give you guys a quick update. I had I, I told the guys all of you in the Discord chat the reason I sound like crap tonight, and I'll probably sound like crap for the rest of the night. Uh, after two two plus years of being a good citizen and doing everything I was supposed to do, I finally got the uh, the coronavirus positive last week. Um, was feeling a little bit kind of down and had a sore throat for three or four days. Got my we, we test at work, so I tested at work. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I got the positive diagnosis. Missed. Uh, let's see. I was, they sent me home Thursday. Took Friday off. Took Monday off. Went back to work today. 
fairly sure I'm out of the contagious spot, but let me tell you guys, the fatigue is rough. Like I'll go pretty good for an hour or so. And then I got to sit like just flat. That was me over the weekend. I cleaned my kitchen and it took me yeah, maybe 30 minutes to clean a kitchen. I was flat for three hours after. And let's remind everyone as we are all very pro mask, pro do what you got to do, pro vax, blah, blah, blah. I don't think I'm stepping out on a limb speaking for you two gentlemen and Nicole when we everybody be as safe as humanly possible. Um, DJ, this was your experience. And let's remind everyone you're triple vaxxed. Absolutely. So, so yeah, if you haven't got your shot yet, go out and do that. And I believe that pandemic. We are still in a pandemic. Yes. It's still out there. Um, it, this has just been a like I've been more sick with the flu and sinus infections and things like that. But this has just been bizarre because, like I said, the fatigue comes in waves. Like I'll be good for a couple hours, and then for two or three hours, I'm crap. And then for like intermittent periods throughout the day, it feels like somebody's standing like right on my chest, and I can't no, breathe. On. And it's almost like if you've ever had anybody, I'm sure you have anybody in the room ever had an anxiety attack. Yeah, yeah. I, I and I, yeah, I have, and that's what it feels like. Like somebody's just pushing their heel into your, into like your breastbone, and now, that's what said, it. DJ, you said it comes and goes, but does it? Do you find that it comes when Tina tells you to like move the laundry around, or <laughs> all of a sudden the fatigue really sets in? You, you know what, son of a bitch, you might be onto something here. <laughs> you know, you might. Let me. I'm gonna have to rethink this. Every time somebody pages me overhead at work, you know, yeah. <laughs> it sinks in. So, so yeah, I'm probably uh, d- depending on how long my voice holds out. I'm gonna let my three my three co-hosts here kind of kind of take the reins. But first, I want want uh, to Nicole take a little bit of time <laughs> to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and how you became a fan of this ridiculous medium that is sports entertainment and pro wrestling. So I became a fan of wrestling because of my dad and my three brothers. Um, I have an older sister, but she's six years older than me. So as a kid, all I did was hang out with my brothers and my dad when I was at my dad's house. And so wrestling was the thing. And then going to school on like Tuesday after Monday Night Raw and discussing wrestling with all my little friends at elementary school. I basically have been a WWE fan since I was like nine, ten years old, and I've been on and off. Like I had like a break in between like my senior year, like after like when I started college, and then up until probably about right before CM Punk left. Okay. So, quick question: When so you said you were about nine, and I, I don't. I'm assuming that your your handle here is your date of birth. Um, yep. So you probably picked up around the Attitude Era. Like at the tail end, like at the tail end, like about like ninety nine, two thousand. Right, and and your your dad, your folks were okay with because let's let's be honest with what some of the content was <laughs> at that in that My era. My dad has been a wrestling fan basically his entire life. Okay. Even now, he doesn't watch it as often, but he'll constantly ask me for updates of what's <laughs> going on. And if he happens to catch it on a Friday, he'll watch it. Yeah. But basically, he didn't care. It was more like hit my step. His first wife was iffy about it, but right. at the same time, she was like, "Whatever, you all aren't like running around the house, so I don't care." Okay. <laughs> and my mom, she didn't care. It went so horrible. She was just like, "Whatever." <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so wait, you're you had you said you had three brothers who got you into wrestling. Those three idiots weren't, you know, attitude adjusting each other into cabinets. Uh, and so stuff? basically we were all wrestling each other until like I was like fifteen years old <laughs> in the house. <laughs> And so yeah, you're, you're a wrestling fan for sure. Yes. I have been pile drive by my brother. Oh, my God. <laughs> as safe as, as you can do as, like, 12 and 13-year-olds. Right. But I have a, been a wrestling referee in the house. Nicole is the reason they had the don't try this at home. Right. <laughs> oh, no, my brother's best friend is the reason why they had it. The last time we all wrestled each other... We were like between like 15 and 18. My brother's best friend ended up like biting into his tongue. Oh, and we called it quits after that. I, I would say so. We were done. Yeah, you got. <laughs> we were too old for this. So you gotta hang on. Are you the baby? Oh God, no. Um, no. so I had. I am one of eleven. Oh With my God. a giant blended family. Oh, okay, okay. So, so wow. I'm like, I'm like in the middle. I'm kind of so. If we go by like the blended family, I'm kind of in the middle. If we just go by my mom's kids, I'm the oldest. <laughs> You're the oldest. Okay, so so you let the younger you let the younger brothers beat the crap out of you, <laughs> basically, did, and the older ones, and my oh, little okay. sister. <laughs> did you ever did you ever get over it all, or were you pretty much just the squash? I was just squash. I was just here for the fun of it. I was never the main event. That was my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, pin me, paint me, baby. Hey. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. That's good stuff. So, as I said, we are just going to kind of let things fly here. Jason, as I said at the top of the show, was live at uh, WrestleMania Backlash this year. So, uh, Jason, why don't we start off with you? Tell, tell me about the atmosphere that night, because it seemed to me like the crowd was pretty hot all, all around. The, I was really, really, really psyched for New England because we brought it. Um, that was a good, good crowd. I feel like we, we booed everybody we were supposed to. We cheered everybody we were supposed to. Roman got the respectful boos from the fans who were like, we know we're supposed to boo you, but there was obviously people cheering and throwing up the one. Um, you know, obviously I was front and center there. But uh, quiet, you. But uh, it, it was an awesome. It really was an awesome atmosphere. So, side note: I'm pretty sure Bucky is sleeping in Jason's uh, side of the bed tonight after that comment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I told so. you today, you're the Genetti of the team, pal. Hey, man. As long as I as long as I steer clear of any barbershop windows, I'll be all right. <laughs> All right. So let's, since Nicole is our guest, why don't we start off with you? Uh, all in all, what did you think of Backlash? It was a good pay-per-view. Like, I don't understand people premeditating it's going to be horrible. Every pay-per-view has basically been pretty damn good for like the past like year and a half. No complaints. All right. Rob, There's a couple about, of matches or, that I just kind of was like, meh. But overall, yeah. I like the show. All in all. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to come around and do match by match. I want to get uh, everybody's feelings real quick. Rob, how about you, sir? I, and, and like you said, we're going to get to that right out of the get up But in general, <laughs> sir, in well, general, outside, how'd you like the show? Outside of that one ending, it was a very good show. Um, like Nicole said, there are a couple matches, you know, I mean... <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, well, the, you know, the, the Corbin and Mad Cat Moss thing, it was it was necessary for storyline purposes, I, you know, but, yeah, I could have 
done without yeah you know, i didn't really need to see that and the um you know the match with bobby and almost they could have you know but the other matches were all anywhere from very good to great and you know i mean it's it, it, only, <laughs> it only has six matches it's and it's uh probably gonna be one of it's one of the very re- rewatchable shows probably for this year except for like the last 30 seconds of one match but um <laughs> you know but um I thought it was a really good show. All right. Yeah, I, I got to agree. And, and I'm going to go ahead and say it. The, uh, the, the, this card looks weak as F crowd really took an L on Sunday night. Um, and they do this every time. You'll get a card that's like a, like a sub-level pay-per-view, and they're looking at it, and they're looking at the match. This one's a rematch. And, and what we come up with, four out of the six matches were rematches from WrestleMania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. at least two of those ended up being better than their WrestleMania matches were. Yeah. So like, but we'll know three of them that I can think of off the top of my head. Three of the four ended up being better than the WrestleMania matches were. So, yeah, that crowd really took an L um, <clears throat> on Sunday night because WWE and the talent, you know, the talent knocked it out of the park. Production knocked it out of the park. The whole thing I thought was spectacular. Now, don't get me wrong. You. Based on backlashes past, and there's definitely a tier system when it comes to these pay-per-views. Backlash is obviously like a T, B, or a C, not, you know, big four or even an A. But, so the fan base going in with with backlashes past in their head, like, okay, eh, it's going to be nothing. But but I don't understand the it's going to suck crap. Like, I, I, I just fundamentally do not understand that. People but you can be blown away because that that was even better than I expected. But they're so pre-programmed to hate it before it even like comes out. And yeah, I'm not. We're not going to get on the. Uh, the we're not going to go down the, the the dirt sheets or the problem road tonight. We're not doing that. Um, no. We may hit a couple little bullet points here and there, but that's not what I want this show to be about tonight. But that's really where it starts. <laughs> you know, the, the dirt sheets. You know, just feed this mentality and this negativity and these people run with it and i don't get it like yeah okay yeah most of the card was a rematch of wrestlemania so what so what wrestlemania was freaking awesome and the matches most of the matches they were replaying were either pretty damn good or awesome so why wouldn't you want to see him run some of that back so i I i don't know i don't get it they but it seems like every year even before like they moved backlash from was it February? No, was it March to April? Or sorry, March to May? Because <clears throat> every pay per view after WrestleMania is basically rematches, no matter what the pay per view is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. And there, there seems to be this mentality and- that WrestleMania has to end all feuds, and real, rea- realistically, WrestleMania can end feuds, but it's also a jumping off point for other things. Backlash is kind of like a three-hour-long version of after the credits in a Marvel scene or a Marvel movie. It's, okay. It's just, okay, this is where we got to. This is where we might be headed. Stay tuned. Right. Okay. So let's uh, let, let, let's get it out of the way. Let's, Ooh, boy. The, the only championship <laughs> match. Robert. Uh. The SmackDown Women's Championship match. The Queen, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey in an I quit match. Um, sir, I'm going to let you take the floor. And say your piece. Oh, uh, man. 
Charlotte, we love you. <laughs> um, Rob, do you want to say anything and wish her well with her broken radial that's totally real and not made up at all? Uh, well, well, yeah, if, um, if if for some reason, you know, things, you know, with the, the fiance don't, don't, don't pan out here and, and you're still hurting, um, you know, I, I might know a guy, um, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, oh my god <laughs> but, um, listen it's already got uh conrad he ain't getting another podcaster in law oh my god um but um okay well well all right so um well first of all okay a lot of people, you know, a lot of wrestlers, you know, you know, if they're not winning that night, they kind of mail it in with what they're going to wear and all of that stuff. And this was the pay-per-view after WrestleMania, and some people mail it in with what they're wearing this time. Okay. And she clearly did not do that. Um, no, she looked amazing. That robe was awesome. Yeah, that, that robe sparkled all the way up in Section 2000 where I was at, so... And um, so for those of y'all who think that she's one of those people that, you know, gets all pouty when she's not going over and all of that, um, I don't think that was a big middle finger to all of y'all. Um, and um, look, it, it, was, it was an outstanding match. It was. And I, it, was one of, look, it was one of the best matches of the year. And... And they, I mean, they did all type. Of, I mean, they were just violent. I mean, they were just. Um, and look, if you, if you were to ask me what she does better than any woman on the roster, I would say it's fight. Um, you know, and and make it look like a like a real fight. Um, I think that's, yeah, I think she does that better than any woman on the roster, in my opinion. Uh, and because I saw some people commenting during the match, like, oh, they, they look like they're shooting. And of course, they weren't. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, I've seen people comment that way during a lot of her matches, though, that, that, oh, it looks like they're shooting out there. And um, maybe one day y'all will put two and two together and see that that means she's really good at the wrestling thing. It, it looks real all the time, you know? Um, Maybe y'all will see that one day. Maybe. It's the same thing that uh, Jamie Jimikowski, former owner of Chaotic Wrestling and one of Sasha Banks' first employers, told me. Why is, who's the best seller on the roster? I was like, oh, Dolph, this guy, that guy. He said, no, it's Sasha. How many times do you hear she's, she's hurt? And how many times is she 100% fine? You almost always hear she's hurt. And then it's the same thing with, with, uh, with Charlotte. Oh, wow. Did she actually not like Ronda Rousey? No, dude. She's good at her job. Yeah. And so, I mean, they got they got good and violent out there. Um, and, you know, there, there was, and, you know, her chucking the camera at her was kind of hilarious. <laughs> I popped. That was, um, when she threw the camera, I was like, holy Moses. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean that one spot where Rhonda had her like hanging in the corner. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought I thought that I thought that might have been in right there because that looked brutal as hell. And 
you know, for all you people that say she doesn't sell people's offense, she was screaming like she was about to die when that was going on. Okay. Um, and, you know, they, they fought in the crowd and, you know, they, I mean, like I said, they, they beat the hell out of each other. And, you know, in the early going, she did that German suplex. And, you know, and that looked like, like, oh, like, damn. <laughs> like, okay, she doesn't you... break out of German very often. No, no, that's not one of her regular <clears throat> she does. Um, so I, you know, I was surprised to see her do it. And, and I mean, it looked brutal, too. And I don't know, Rhonda is really good at the whole folding up like an accordion thing when people throw her around and all of that. Um, she doesn't get credit for that. And Rhonda sells, like, she takes stuff and she sells them really well. Um, and, and look, I, I knew how it was going to end. Um, and, um, you know. Um, oh, my friend, you're, t- you're taking it much better than I thought you were going to. I thought we well, were going to have a full-blown therapy session here. No, well, you know, because, I mean... Just, well, because, you know, I, I'm, 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 a, I'm actually appreciative because... You know, they didn't, you know, she didn't lose the title after five minutes. Okay. I mean, look, we've sat through a five minute title reign, a five day title reign, a two week title reign, and a one day title reign. All right. Those were consecutively. Um, and those were all basically the, for the purpose of passing the belt from one person to another. And for some reason, they didn't want to, you know, pass it directly. Um, Except for I think well, well with the one with Nikki that was part of the story, but yeah, but the other three were just <clears throat> it was about you know they didn't want the one person to beat the other person and so they needed to pass it through somebody and they you know and and the, those all they sucked okay um, that sucks and because you know she, look she took all the heat for winning yet another title. And didn't get any benefit from it, right? Um, so it was look, it was good this time just to see her actually hold on to a belt for a while. And if you want to count when she was the Raw champion for two months, then that's what eight months. Yeah, that's that's for that's her. The, that's a pretty that's, solid solid that's, reign. That's the second longest time she's held any <clears throat> Yeah, because um, the first the, the longest was when she was when she was Diva champion and then. You know, she won the Raw Women's title and kept that for a couple of months. Um, so this is this is the second longest period of time she's held a title. Yeah. And you know, too many times again, she you know she's the, the go between between some other people, or you know, and you know, it was nice just you know to actually see her get to walk around with the belt around her waist for a while, and it was nice to know that. Okay, well, she's defending it this time. Well, you know, it's safe, right? Um, and, you know, it, it, it felt nice for that. It, it felt nice to know for a few months to not have to worry that, oh, they're going <laughs> to they're gonna have somebody beat her tonight, you know, to give somebody a moment here, you know. Uh, 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. And also, I mean, you know, along the way, um, she had a lot of really good matches. And if you want to uh, you know, go all the way back to when she came back the night after WrestleMania last year, I mean, we got those matches with Rhea Ripley. We got some matches she had with Asuka. Um, she had a really good match with Alexa Bliss at Extreme Rules. Her and Becky had a thing at Survivor Series. Uh, the, you know, the Tony Storm thing, you know, Tony had it was Tony, what it was. Yeah, and the, well, the match they had was fine. <clears throat> just, yeah. The, afterward, Tony left, and you know some people were kind of yeah. salty about that. Um, you know the Royal Rumble thing. She did really had a really good performance in the Royal Rumble, and you know, and look, going in being the first woman to go into the Royal Rumble as champion. That's another you know milestone. And and I'm perfectly happy with the way that went instead of having some kind of throwaway title defense on that show because I know some. Some people have been complaining that she, you know, didn't defend the title SmackDown title that much during her title reign, and, um, I mean, yeah, I would like for her to have more defenses. And look, she said that herself that she wanted to, she wished she had more defenses, like on TV or on pay per views or whatever. But, um, you know, Tony left, and so she didn't defend it at day one, and then the Royal Rumble thing was obviously planned. And the Extreme Rules, the tag team match, he was in Extreme Rules, was obviously planned. So that wasn't in the cards anyway. Yeah. Um, but look, she defended at WrestleMania against Ronda Rousey and beat Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. Okay. She's the first woman to beat Ronda Rousey in a singles match. And even though there was a ref bump and all that, you know, ultimately it was a clean victory. Right? She didn't hit her with a chair or anything, right? Right. So... I mean, she got a clean victory over Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. It's a um, hell of a notch on the resume. And, you know, she said recently herself, that's <clears> like basically, that's that's basically the, the career thing she wanted to do more than anything else. Yeah. Also, yeah. I mean, not for nothing, add this little part to it. Royal Rumble winner Ronda Rousey. The yeah. champion successfully defended against the Royal Rumble winner, which I don't know the odds on that, but I feel like it's, you know, it's it's worth noting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And um, so y'all know who listened to us. She's my favorite women's wrestler. Um, so look, she got to do the thing that she want. The, the one thing that she wanted to do more than anything else in her career, she got to do. If your favorite wrestler gets to do the, the one thing they want to do more than anything else in their career, then you should be happy for them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and. You know, and she got to have that match with Naomi in February. Uh, she said herself, look, she'd been wanting to do that for five years. She'd been trying to get that match with Naomi. Okay. And she finally got to do it. So that's another thing, you know, another very important thing on her list of things to do. So, well, And that, that, should be, that should be broadcast more, is that Charlotte has been one of her biggest advocates. Like yes. how many times in interviews yes. do you see they ask Charlotte who would you like to wrestle? What is the answer nine times out of ten? Yes, Naomi. she always it's Naomi. 
Yeah. So and and so for everybody that dumps on Charlotte for being selfish and whatever else, you need to think about that because it's honestly it's not broadcast enough. She hypes up the women's division so much, and people just choose to ignore it because they have this version of Charlotte in their head. <laughs> or if they do mention it, they decide like, oh, she's just saying that to say it. Be like. No, she's always been consistent in hyping the women's division. <clears throat> right. Thank you. In, case, in cases like that, I'm like, do you really? I know you you think you know, but do you really know this stuff is fixed? Do you <laughs> right. really? Right. Yeah. And then, yes, so- Charlotte Flair, the character, shit talks the women's division and whatnot, but. In interviews and not on character, she is consistently complimentary and always wanting to push the limits of what they can do. Yeah, and um, <laughs> um, like one of the interviews she did before WrestleMania, like it was kind of more of a this one was one of those bar stool people, I think, and it was it was more of a kind of a silly kind of interview kind of thing. But he asked her about the other matches of WrestleMania, and she just kind of smiled because she couldn't. She like she didn't remember any of them. The only one she remembered was the women's tag team match. Yeah, you know that, that was the only one she could just you know, and so that I mean that should tell you something, people. Yeah. Right. Um. So look, she look, she got to do two two matches that she's always wanted to do for a very long time. She got to do them this year. Um, she got to be you know she got to hold the belt for more than five minutes, like I said. Um, she had some really great matches over the last year. Um. And look, I mean, it had to end eventually, right? Yeah. And you know what? Look, look, there was an actual story behind her losing the title this time. That's another thing. There have been so many times where she's lost the title and there was no story to it or anything. It just happened. Yeah. She's just off TV for, you know, no real reason. And, or just, well, you know, they just have, and, or, <clears throat> and they, and, you know, another gripe that some of us Charlotte fans have had for a while is that there are times where there are like stretches where they just, don't have it feels like they don't have any plans for her and they just kind of send her out there to do stuff right and um and just or they you know they'll put her in a triple threat match to kind of scare everybody because you know because well she well charlotte's in the match she's gonna win yep and there are times where they it just seems like they have no plans for her at all they just send her out there to, to be charlotte and so to actually have a whole thing where they had a whole plan and and it goes back to the draft. They drafted her. She was the Raw champion. They drafted her to SmackDown. Now it's obvious that they did that so that she would be there when Ronda got back. Yeah. Um. And so, as a you know, as a big fan of hers, it feels good just to see that look. They actually had a plan. They had plans for her. They weren't just sending her out there. Um. She wasn't just out there to you know win a belt and then lose it to somebody else for, for their benefit. It, finally, she had a story and she had a feud and she got to go back and forth with somebody for a while. And, you know, and they had their big match at WrestleMania and then the story kept going and then, you know, and then here we go. And so, and, you know, she got to go out like a movie villain too, right? I mean, it wasn't yeah. like, like <clears throat> you know, and that was, you know, so, you know. if Literally, you know, even with like, with lines like hasta la vista baby there were there was even a closing line right before the the curtain fell and as soon as as soon as uh, charlotte goes happy mother's day bitch or whatever she says <laughs> my wife immediately just goes well that was dumb you're gonna lose 
I think that's everybody thought as soon as she said it was like, well, <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's it. You. <laughs> here, here, she basically just called the go home spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, so, you know what? I mean, to, to get all, you know, to get to do all of that. I mean, yeah, it sucks to not see her with a belt around her waist. And because I think she looks well, she's not. She's one of the best looking people with a belt around her waist in that company. Um, well, so without a belt around her waist, let's be real. Well, well yeah, but I mean, you know, but, I think but, Rob looks at that like a wedding ring. No, that's his, that's his, that's uh, his, his fan club wedding ring is when she's wearing the belt. Yeah, All right. Yeah. So, uh, what did you think of the <laughs> Oh, good <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling Rob back to shore here. What What did you think of the actual match? Was there any favorite spots or anything? Oh, um, um when, when Ronda was hanging her in the corner, uh, the German suplex, and when the Charlotte power bombed her into the barricade, um, you know, chucking the camera at her and <laughs> throwing the drink in her, throwing the drink in her face, um, yeah, and just. Yeah, and they just, you know, and then when she went in the back and came out with the two candles, <laughs> <laughs> you know? so hard for that. That was awesome when she came out when she ran out with two kendo sticks. We we're just like, yeah. oh crap. So, um, you know, and like, you know, so they had a, they did a lot of fun stuff in that match. They did a lot of brutal stuff. They beat the crap out of each other. Um, and those are look. I mean, those have gotten to be my my favorite matches of hers now. Where she and the other person just beat the hell out of each other, right? Um, yeah. Because there, there aren't that many people she can do that with there, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, Ronda's one, and, you know, Rhea Ripley's another one. Sasha. Uh, yeah. Sasha, she beats the snot the out of Sasha. The brutality in those yeah. matches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, their, their hell in the cell match is still a top five of the last, <laughs> the last like, several hell in the cell matches. Because well, the only thing that the table didn't break. We're supposed to be that playing. is the, and, and, but even then, even that in and of itself was brutal. Because yeah. Sasha just like flops all over this thing, and the and the table won't break. Yeah, and you <laughs> were there for that one too, that. weren't you? Yeah, I was. There's a theme for that. There were there. I cannot. I've said this on the show before, but if anyone hasn't heard it, obviously they set up the table in the corner. She goes to you know, like power bomber or natural selection or something through a table, and Sasha just. Bounces off and doesn't go through. My God, that first of all, the sat, the thwack and the vibration that that table made reverberated through the entire arena and basically my section and I assume the whole the whole stadium went. Ooh, yeah, yeah, because um, because like earlier in that match, like Sasha was on the was like hanging on the cage and Charlotte grabbed her and power bombed her to the <laughs> announce table. Yep, in that match, um. So they, I mean, they, but there aren't that many people, there are only a few people and that, that she can really, you know, unload on like that and can give it, and who, you know, and she doesn't mind you giving it back to her. Right yeah. Now. Um, yeah. And, but there, but there aren't that many people that she can just go out there <laughs> crazy with like that. And um, so, I mean, and those are the matches of hers I've really gotten to enjoy more than, than other ones now lately. Yeah. So look, um, look, it's you know, yes, I mean, you never want to see her lose. Um, and it was, you know, gotten so used to seeing her wearing a championship belt for so, you know, for 
a while now that now I have to go back to not seeing that. You're not going to see it from the sounds of things. You're not going to see her for a little bit anyway. And that's she's got the, uh, the the broken bone, and she's going to be yeah. out for a while. Yeah. So, um, and of course, we don't know how long exactly she's right. going to be out. But um, yes, yeah, so they they you know they give her you know they wrote her, you know so she's going to be gone for a while, and that's going to suck for me because you know I mean look I mean I, you know I support the women's wrestling in general, but you know she's my favorite one out of the group, and. It, you know, so it's going to kind of suck to not see her there <laughs> right yeah. for a while. Um, but as a fan, you know, as a big fan of hers, um, you know, I'll take the, the last year from when she came back after WrestleMania last year up until now. Um, I will put that up against, you know, any one of her years as a wrestler. I'll put that year up against any woman wrestler on that roster, and, you know. Yeah. Um, it was that good. And there were so many different things you can matches and things you can take from the past year. And you know, a lot of it got overshadowed because we you know, because we were all hyped, you know, because everything was you know, we were all about Sasha and Bianca last year and then Becky came back and all that. So a lot of this stuff just got right. kind of overshadowed. But I mean, there's so much there over the past year that if you just kind of you know, if you know, if you put take the little blinders off and you just you know look yeah. at it and all of that just there's, there's a lot of really great a stuff lot of good stuff there. there yeah so yeah. I, I don't want to cut you off too much but i also don't want to turn this into the two hour the two hour <laughs> charlotte episode i'm sorry that's uh, no, okay buddy I, I wanted to i wanted you to get your piece but I, I don't want to. I don't want to get too deep right. in the woods on right. that, or we'll we'll just keep right on going. All right, y'all know I can go on forever. So, <laughs> well, I just need to have one episode to him so we can just talk about Charlotte. We just talk about Charlotte the whole episode. <laughs> the greatest hits <laughs> so far. <laughs> so, Nicole, what that's talking about that match in general? How did you like it? I loved it. It was definitely better than the WrestleMania match. And my favorite parts of the match weren't even necessarily the things that they were doing in and outside the ring. It was more the story they were telling just with, like, Charlotte. Anytime that she almost had Ronda or was trying to get her to, to, to say I quit and bringing the ref over and just the frustration and the screaming and Ronda just looking like, I'm not quitting, bitch. <laughs> and the back and forth. Charlotte does not get enough credit for her acting in the ring. Right. <laughs> But I loved it. It was behind. It was my second favorite match of the night. Okay. All right. There you go. Jason, how was the energy in the in the crowd for that match? Absolutely insane. Honestly, yeah. it really was. The, the, and it's crazy because even like Madcap and Baron Corbin, with people, I mean, obviously, compared to the rest of the show, no, it wasn't crazy. But people got up for it. But as far as Ronda and Charlotte, I mean – you know, it was on already hot crowd because don't forget this went on in the middle of the show. Uh, actually, it was the penultimate match, wasn't it? Uh, or no, that uh, was Mad. No, no, the, yeah. the, the it was Mad Cap and right. yeah. So, but still, it was towards the end of the show. Um, we just needed to get Rob to get get his stuff out. Um, but so there's there is definitely a chance that that crowd starts to lose a little steam, lose a little energy. Nope. Because they brought out the kendo sticks, they did brought out all the crazy spots. They just were hitting. Anytime the crowd started to maybe kind of lull, 
they they just knew do some ultra violent spot and yeah. it was it was awesome so yeah, it, i mean it, and that translated through on tv i think it did okay yeah because I, 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 I that's one thing i kept saying was like man i hope this crowd comes through i mean i unless i'm unless you guys correct me if i'm wrong but i feel oh, no, like it came through you did it and on okay <laughs> yeah, so, that's yeah. Good. okay well, let me Excellent. say one more thing they did all that with no thumbtacks and no blading yeah, and Rob pretty much beat the only oh, thing that sorry. I was going to contribute to this whole thing was that they had a violent match without a drop of blood, mm-hmm. yep. and it was a violent match that, like Nicole said, told a story, and it wasn't just hey, let's move from one violent thing to the next violent thing to the next violent thing for the sake of a crowd pop. They told a story. They had a violent match, and they got a crowd pop out of it. You know, and that to me is the difference from one company to another company. And and don't get don't get my interpretation of it twisted because Nicole Nicole was right. There's a lot of amazing storytelling going on. I know I said like, oh, they broke out a new spot, you know, when the crowd started to lull. But seriously, that was how good their pacing of the match was. It was not like, hey, the crowd's starting to get get lose it. Let's throw you through a table or something. It was like, no, that just happens to be what's next because right. we are just full of violence tonight. Right. From beginning to end, that entire match. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So let's lead in here. Nicole, give us a give us a match from, from Sunday night and tell us what you thought about it. Um, Any match I'm you want. You got five more. I'm not going to lie. I was not really – I did not really pay attention to – or Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss. I, it was on, and I was kind of looking at it, but then I was just like, let me go on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was your, as we call in the industry, that was your hot dog match of the night. Basically, and I like Baron, Happy Corbin. I love Baron Corbin, but I'm just kind of like, I'm kind of over the happy thing. I want to yeah. see him, like, just be, <laughs> like, just be, just pure aggressive again. Like, I did, I don't. I like the lead up to him becoming Happy Corbin, but now I'm just kind of like, meh. <laughs> okay. Oh, broke, broke Corbin was one of the best things going. That was yes. utter perfection <laughs> every week. <laughs> and and even yet about him coming into the stadium and can't get in because they don't recognize him. And the, and the shirt being a mess and everybody <laughs> feeling sorry for him. <laughs> the one right, so white so I'm taking a little side trip here. Somebody posted on Twitter earlier today about the 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 broke bum ass Corbin. They it really <laughs> seemed like they were building towards him and some type of redemption story. Like suddenly he was going to like, gosh, I've been a jerk all this time, and my gosh, this is how I treated people, and and I that's the that's what I was getting out of it, and that's what I thought they were leading up to, and then they went into him winning big in Vegas. And they went a whole other direction. Nicole, do you think they maybe missed an opportunity with not d- doing a redemption thing and turning him into a baby face on the tail end of that? No, because no? he's, he, he's so good as a jerk of a heel. Yeah. <laughs> like okay. you, he, He's kind of like Miz that way where even when, like, I can't see Miz any other way than being an asshole. Same yeah. thing with Baron Corbin. It just works. Yeah. And I can't see him as a fate as a baby face. Like I can't see him. I'm a root for him regardless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I support, you're not like supposed you to. Root for him. 
I know, but I'm just like, I just like his character work as a heel. I can't see him being somebody that I'm like, oh, he. I don't want him to, like, I just don't see it. Like, I don't see it with Miz. Yeah. No. All right. Jason, what were your thoughts on that match? I mean, we got in and out in 10 minutes. It. Uh, I will say I'm not really a fan of, you know, cool down, hot dog matches, whatever you want to call them when I'm watching at home. When I'm watching there, it actually helps you, you know, it helps you kind of reset the old brain. I didn't get up and go get a hot dog or go get a beer or anything. I watched the whole match, but it was still kind of just a good cool down for my brain. Right. Um, and after that match you know, before it, you needed that. You right. You needed exactly. something to catch your breath after so, after uh, Charlotte and Right. Because then we were, going from, we were going from two women car crash to a six-man car crash. So we needed something in the middle. And not for nothing, they were in and out in 10 minutes, and the match was actually pretty darn good. Yeah. So, hey, no harm, no foul. I didn't, you know, I wasn't too bent out of shape about it. You know, if they had got, tried to do go 20 minutes, I would have been like, all right, boys, wrap it up. Let's go. Because yeah. this is really just a storytelling mechanism of pulling them apart. So right. it doesn't need to be a 20-minute classic. Right. Rob, what about you? What were your thoughts? Oh, same thing. And. And like Jason was saying, like when you actually go to the building, when you're in the arena, the, those so-called cool-down matches or whatever, they're actually a lot better in there. Even like at house shows, even right. I mean, because uh, the one I went to last month, uh, they had, well, like the you know, they, one match they had a uh, you know Gunther beat the hell out of Mansoor, right? And I mean, that's something like if you're watching on TV, you're like, okay, let me go to the bathroom. Right, but I mean, when you're in the building and you get and you, know, you see it going on, it's it's fine and often actually good. Yeah. So same thing. I mean, that's one. Look, some matches are always better in the building. Just like like when you go see a band or whatever, right? There's some songs that on the, the on the album, they you know they don't sound like much of anything, and they, but when they play it live, it sounds really good. Right. right? Yeah. All right. Uh, for me, I, I approached this match a little differently. I, I put my, my my wrestler brain on because I do that sometimes, especially with talent that's still being developed like Moss is. Uh, as we talked last episode, he had a really, really good match with Drew McIntyre a couple months ago. So I went into this looking for development from him. I wanted to see his progression as an in-ring worker. So I was really interested in this match from a – more from an educational standpoint than from an entertainment standpoint. And I, I think, I think Madcap Moss or whatever they do with him moving forward, I think he's going to be all right. I, I think he's once he, he gets comfortable with himself in the ring, he's going to be a solid worker, man. I, I, and I, you know, I do realize that Drew and, and, and Baron Corbin were quarterback in the matches, but watching him, he listens, he, 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 he gets it. And I like I said from that aspect, I enjoyed that match thoroughly for those reasons. Yeah, man, it was fun. Yeah. And and again, it was a it was a great paced, it was it was perfectly placed because it was it was a good match at the perfect time in the card to give us kind of the, the kind of cool down a little bit from the match that preceded it. So Rob, how about you take us into the next match, sir? Okay. Uh for me, all right. Well, all right, the opener. Uh, the Seth Rollins and Cody, and that you know, you know, it was on the rematch, right? And I actually I liked it better than the WrestleMania match because I thought at WrestleMania match they got you know they started getting indie-rific and kicking out of too much stuff, and you know, uh, 
And because with that one, it got to the point where I was like, okay, boys, um, this has been good and all, but y'all got to stop. Okay. <laughs> you know, when they were kicking out the finishers and all that stuff at WrestleMania, I was like, okay, that, that's enough of that. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but they, you know, they reeled that stuff in this time. And, pro- and I think it helped that, you know, you're on a shorter card, so you don't have that open space to just go. Whereas at WrestleMania, they, you know, everybody knows WrestleMania is going long anyway. And, and that can sometimes have certain people, you know, kind of give in to their worst kind of impulses. Um, Seth, Cody. Um, <laughs> and and so Seth's look, my boy, and I'm saying look, this. Look, those two guys, yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you need to have a timer on them and because... If you let them do whatever they want, then you'll be there for 45 minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the problem is if you let them do whatever they want, they will. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't, you can't tell them like, okay, boys, you got it. You know, uh, no, <laughs> I mean, you can't, right. Um, but no, I, I like this match better. I put it this way. I, I'll watch this match again before the WrestleMania one, probably because again, they kept things under control and all of that. Um, but I thought it was a really good opener. And so, I mean, good job again, boys. Um, and well, they're like, they're, go, they're probably going to be doing, you know, cell match. It looked like. So, um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I wasn't expecting Cody just to, you know, pin set the second time. Uh, I was thinking maybe it would go different this time, but you know, Seth jumped on Monday night, so it, you know the, they're going to keep the story going. And but overall, that was a very good opener. Yeah. Okay, Nicole, what were your thoughts on this one? I love the fact that Cody won with grabbing the tights. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because it was like, okay, Seth, you want to play dirty? I could play dirty too. <laughs> So yep. was this a match that, and again, we're, we're talking about um, this being a rematch from WrestleMania. We got a hell of a match at WrestleMania, and now all of a sudden we're wrestling in. Was this one you were looking forward to, or were you just like, if I like it, I like it, then? If I like it, I like it. I liked it better than the WrestleMania match. With the WrestleMania match, I was kind of in and out of it after maybe 10 minutes, and I was just kind of like, okay, how long is this match going to be? <laughs> Yeah, it's it was it was really good, but it was probably what what they we determined it was twenty five minutes and change. Yeah. Something like that. They yeah. went. Yeah, they they lost me after like ten fifteen minutes. <laughs> I was just kind of like, so what matches after this? Yeah, <laughs> but their match Sunday night was really good. It didn't go on too long. <laughs> they basically got to the point. Pretty much, and, and again, told a good story and a different story. Like the story this time was like, okay, we've done this. Now I know what to. This is Seth's story in this match. He's like, okay, first time you caught me off guard. Now I know what you bring into the table. And Seth had an answer for everything Cody tried to throw at him. Fantastic storytelling. Jason, yeah, what do you it think? It, it, so that. Was fun and crazy and surreal for you guys. For me, as I told you guys, you know, when Cody won the NWA championship at All Out, uh, I was like, oh, you know, this is going to be really cool looking at WrestleMania, you know, a couple of years later. 
you know, I'm there to see the American Nightmare. Uh, so that was awesome. And kind of in our in our vein of the Discord chat, just to give our, our viewers, our listeners a peek behind the curtain, today we were talking about the missteps, as we've talked about on the show, of Cody not being the main character of AEW, booking himself out of the championship, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know the Cody shirts I saw? All the Cody shirts I saw? <clears throat> all the WWE-branded Cody shirts I saw, other than the one on my person? Probably They're all youth, youth sizes. Wow. I saw so many kids with Cody Rhodes stuff. It blew my mind. There was a kid, too, uh, and this kid ruled, by the way. Uh, he was... Three, uh, one row behind us, and like four, like three seats down from me, so I could hear his commentary the whole time. <laughs> this kid, first of all, could tell could tell Jimmy and Jay better apart better than my wife could. Um, <laughs> this this kid was naming moves, and he wasn't being obnoxious because we've all been there with the person who's like, oh, who thinks they're on commentary. Right. He's like, oh, and and, and Madcap with a away slam, but Corbin kicks out. It's like, okay, you're not on commentary, but. This kid's just jumping up with all the spots. He's like, Roman, Roman's going to spear him. Ah! And he jumps up and like, and as we talk about, watch this stuff with a kid, guys. Um, Absolutely. Seriously. Then you get it. So to add into our conversation of, wow, TK and Cody apparently really screwed up by not having Cody as more featured. Well, apparently the American Nightmare is really easy to sell to kids. So you done screw up, screwed up, Aaron. But so hey, the AEW's booking philosophy is f them kids. Yeah, I don't exactly. know who said it, but somebody's basic. I don't know if it was on Twitter, if it was in the Discord chat, but somebody basically said like Cody could be Hogan. <laughs> yeah, he could. He very well could, and that's he, yeah, that's yeah, okay. It, All it, right. In a different time, yeah, the could. kids. It was just like basically Cody could be Hogan for kids. <laughs> Because oh, yeah. um, yeah. well, it's, it's his his present the the presentation. Because um, honestly, the, the thing he had to figure out when he was gone was how to present himself like a big deal. Because it was like when I went on that rant about him, you know, a few months ago. That was really what I was trying to get at. That um, when he was in WWE before, he just there was nothing about him that said he was a big deal. Um. And he had, so he had to go figure out how to do that, how to make himself present himself like a big deal. And he obviously learned how to do that now. And, but he was in the wrong, when he was in AEW, he was in the wrong company for that because they don't do that there. Um, you know, or at least, you know, he didn't fit there, right? right? He figured out the way to present himself like a big deal. And that didn't fit where he was. So now he's, he's in the place now where, if you you know to present yourself like a big deal, right? Um, he, he's in that place now, right? Well, so and it all Bob, fits your, your your exact words were, "He's a before the bell rings all star." Yeah, but I think Cody has Cody's put together the character in the ring too. That was the last piece of the puzzle. Like he figured out the entrance. We all we all knew he could wrestle. He was capable enough in the ring. So then he figured out the character. And now that he's in WWE, he's put it all together. Right. 
Yeah, it's almost like he had to go on like a, a, a spirit journey or a sabbatical or whatever. And th- this is what I said from the very beginning. As soon as he debuted the American Nightmare, when he was outside WWE, whether it was Bullet Club or whatever else, where he showed up with that logo. He hadn't got the tattoo yet. That was something. But uh, the logo and the, <laughs> the music and everything. And it's just like, and now don't you even kind of look at the tattoo and just kind of giggle and move on? The you don't even think about the tattoo anymore. You You're just kind of yeah, like, oh. I, exactly. It's just like, my only question is why right here? Like, like you had you a whole shoulder blade. Yes, anywhere else. And you you wrestle in you wrestle shirtless. So if you're trying to get people to see the brand, they're still going to see it. I I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's know. because it's the brand and it's so glaring on the neck. Maybe that's the point. Maybe I am just a dumb white kid from the Northeast. But when I see anyone with a, ta- a neck tattoo that starts to go up into their like head, I'm like, you you probably have a criminal record of some sort. <laughs> Come to Indiana. <laughs> you Come see a lot Indiana. of those. <laughs> well, Indianapolis, you see a lot of those t- neck tattoos. You're just like, why? <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I have several tattoos. I plan on getting more. I don't see any scenario where I get this thing that crawls up to my ear, you know, along my, my neck. I, I yeah, just, all of mine are on my arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. arms and legs. Look, look, my, the exception, my though, is if you have the whole neck done, like or most of it, like Corey Graves or something like right. that. Then I just assume you're a rock and roll person. Yeah. So look, look, my father. But if it's just my, one logo, ugh. yeah. Look, my dad would, would would rise from the grave to come slap me if I did something <laughs> like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he would look. He would get up out of the grave. He would come here. He would pop me up. He would slap me upside the head and say, "What the hell is your problem?" <laughs> And then, then he no, go back. No. <laughs> Dusty's yeah. roasting him from beyond. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing, Lovingly, Daddy? Of course. Lovingly, of course. You but... just know Brandy had to give him a look when she oh. first saw it. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to walk away, like you know what? What should you do? <laughs> did, and did you pay for that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're 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 making jokes, and that's it's it's what it is. I don't even I guess I don't even really think about it anymore. But uh, so yeah, let's move on. I think the I'll take the next match would be uh, another rematch from from WrestleMania, and again a match that ended up being better than um, than the original was Edge and AJ Styles. And this this whole new thing with Edge is. We've said this on the show, what, right after he debuted the new character, the new look and everything, Edge could have come back, phoned in the hits, checked off his bucket list, and just kept right on trucking. And he chose not to do that. He chose to try and reinvent himself, try to keep himself fresh, try and keep himself relevant. And people can breathe all they want about him being a rehash of this or rehash of that. I think it's incredible. He's heading into the next phase of his life heading into the next phase of his career where he's not going to wrestle as much. He's going to groom some of the younger talent. And, you know, and and Sunday night was one of the first steps towards that. I thought the match was, I'm sorry, go ahead. DJ, I just have to jump in there. The whole rehash thing about judgment day. It's not a rehash. If you're saying that it's a rehash of this group, that group, this group, that group, you name five groups and edge was in two of them. Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) 
you know, it's, you can call it a remix, you can call it a new version, but it's not a rehash. He is moving this forward. It's like Buddy Murphy said something about him. Like, dude, you do realize, and and I I loved Aleister Black in WWE. I was a big mark for Aleister Black and what he's doing at AEW. If that's working for him, that's fine. But let's face it, that is a retread of the ministry, and Edge was a member of the ministry 20-something right. years ago. It so a, It's a retread of the brood. Well, guess what? <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Um, but all in all, I thought this match, I, I didn't dislike the WrestleMania match. I thought it was uh, paced rather odd. It was a little slow. It was a little plotting in some spots. I thought this match picked it up a pace. Uh, there was some incredible spots, one being the Asai moonsault that Jason got an incredible picture of. Um, at one point, uh, again, we saw Edge take Edge take the victory again this time after surprise attack from Rhea Ripley. Um, they, you know, remember uh, Damian Priest was barred from ringside. Priest does come out, and you know Finn Balor comes out to make the save, and then out of nowhere, boom, AJ gets waylaid, and the reveal is Rhea Ripley. I thought it was incredible. I'm a huge Rhea Ripley fan. I have been since. The first time I laid eyes on her, she's one of the people. I have one of her T-shirts hanging up in my closet. Um, I'm excited to see where they go with her from this. Nicole, what were your thoughts here? Um, I like the Rhea Ripley part. Um, Edge really had me rooting for Soccer Mom. I like to call AJ because of his hair. I basically, I love his hair. I, I just call him Soccer Mom all the time in my head. AJ's but got great hair. He d- when he first came back in the little kind of swoop bang thing, I was just like, oh my God, it drove me crazy. I'm glad <laughs> it's grown out because it looks better. But I've always just, I've always appreciated AJ Styles and what he could do in the ring. Him yeah. and Edge. It, and as you said, like the WrestleMania match, it was a thing of pace. It was just slow where this was not as slow because WrestleMania match did not pay attention one bit. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That was one of those matches where I was kind of just out of it. And I was like, I'll just go play online. Let me read on my Kindle what this match is going on. Some matches I just put on mute and wait until like, okay, what's the next match? That was one of them. Okay. This match, I was kind of in and out of it, but I really got into it like the last like six or seven minutes of the match. Brian watched the entire match more than I did. Yeah. Okay. All right. Who'd we miss? J- Jason, Rob, I think. Uh, yeah, Rob. Oh, yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm in agreement that this was better than the WrestleMania match for me. And look, I zoned out during the WrestleMania match myself because um, part of it was because we were. Uh, OK, so the that came after. It came. It was after the women's tag team match. And then before that was the, the Johnny Knoxville thing. So we're in after. From the from go through both of those matches, and then they went into like into like a slower kind of plotting kind of match. Um, to me, it was and and also at, at that point, that's when the kind of weekend was starting to to you know take a toll on me there. Um, yeah. So I didn't I didn't really pay much attention to that match either um, at WrestleMania. Because at that point, like, cause I was starting to fade, and I was like, okay, well, I got to save some for the main event here. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this one was definitely better. Um, and I'm so glad they didn't do the cheap thing with have Finn Balor turn on AJ. I'm so glad they didn't do that. We were all worried about that last episode, and I, yes. I honestly, uh, I thought that's uh, what they were going to do. And so I'm, I'm so glad they did not do that. That, that was right. 
this is too cheap and too easy and you know and too lazy. So I'm so glad they didn't do that. And also, I mean, Finn Balor didn't. I mean, you know, you need three guys to take on AJ Styles, and come on, you don't need that. I mean, right? No. So I'm glad they didn't do that. And then, like I said, the Rhea Ripley thing was perfect, and. You know, and this gives her something to be part of now because she was she was caught in the numbers game basically. Um, you know, because behind you know Becky, Bianca, and now Oscar, she was just no fault of her own. She was just you know she was caught in the numbers game. So this gives her something to do. And Edge is a very you know he's you couldn't ask for a better kind of wrestling mentor to have around. And so you know she gets to learn from him. And sure, you know, Beth will probably be around to give her pointers on this, that, and the other also, you know, backstage or whatever. Um, so this is a really good opportunity for her. And it's it's a good reset for Damien, uh, because look, I mean, we all like Damien as but again, he was I don't know, it just it seemed like the last couple of months something just wasn't kind of clicking there. No, I agree with you there. Something was amiss. Yeah. So this is a you know, this is a chance for him to kind of reset also. Um so you know, then, so I was like, I liked the way the whole thing went. I thought it went really well. Okay. Jason, your thoughts? Uh, I had a lot of fun. Uh, sorry if, because I know we were, we were comparing, like, where the feed was compared to the, in live. And I know it's fluctuated a couple times between commercials and whatnot. At one point, you guys were, like, a minute behind. Then you were 10 seconds behind. And then, but, yeah, that happens because of commercials and all that right. good stuff. But, uh, and so I'm sorry if I ruined the reveal of who was behind the hood. <laughs> no, I, nothing I, got nothing got uh, nothing got ruined for me. Oh, no, because okay. you could tell it was a woman by the build, and I'm like, Brian was like, "Oh, that's Rhea Ripley." Yeah. <laughs> How far away we were, I was like, I was like, I don't know. At first, at first, the very first thing I thought was like, "That's Finn," because that would be hilarious. Um, and then when I saw the boots, I was like, oh no. Um, and so the reveal was awesome, but the match was a ton of fun. Um, again, like those guys, you know, wasn't a hardcore, like I quit match or anything like that. Uh, but it was, it was still, they were trying to beat the bag out of each other. <laughs> it was um, a fight. That cross, that cross body block. I, I love that. <clears throat> oh yeah. That's, I popped for two things, that double cross body and a good double clothesline. Those are two things that I pop for in a match. And anytime, like uh, I call back to this one all the time, at the end of the Royal Rumble, when Bianca and Rhea grabbed each other and rotated through the air, and it looks like an anime fight. That's yep. the, you know, the more my wrestling looks like anime or Tekken or whatever, the more I like it. So this match was incredible. Um, and yeah, the reveal was perfect. Rhea, I mean, if she is like we've predicted and like we've posited. If she is eventually going to be the yin to Bianca's yang or whatever, then Edge, there's no other better mentor to get as to how to be a heel than than probably Edge. Right. You can find other good ones, but you will not find a better one. Yeah. So, yeah, the, I, this whole thing was a home run. And if Edge and, I mean, excuse me, if Finn and AJs keep teaming up, you know, maybe they do a little side thing. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, the, the possibilities are endless here, and let's keep on rocking and rolling. Yeah, it's when you've got a can't-miss talent like Rhea Ripley, and obviously they're invested in her future, but right now she just, 
She doesn't fit into the title scene. You've got Bianca, and we're off to the races with Bianca. Bianca, you know, it just had a had a brief but spitfire match with Asuka Monday night. Uh, yeah. Becky Lynch is still hovering, circling the wagons on that situation. So there's there's no room for. Rhea in that title picture now and that's something you can hold off for another you can let her burn for two more years and still you know make money off of her and her and Bianca eventually colliding so this is the perfect place for her if you want to have her on TV but you don't really have a, a title thing for her to do which is something and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more women's stuff a little bit later on but this is something that you want you know, this is something that people pine for is for women to have something meaningful on tv that isn't necessarily built around winning a title and there's not enough of that for the women and they're building that with Rhea and Liv so thank god yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's it's well past time for that like i said it we're going to talk about back to like the smackdown 6 yeah <laughs> yeah how uh, every week every single woman was on tv and something that necessarily had nothing to do with a title match yep Right, and um, because right now, I mean, because the only other option for Rhea right now is with to have her take an L to Ronda on the other side. I mean, you don't want to do that. I mean, or keep teaming up with Liv, and right now they're not beating Sasha and Naomi for the tag titles. Right, and and honestly, and her trajectory is, you know, just being honest, her trajectory is going to be a lot higher and farther than Liv. Right. Uh, um, right. But so you, I mean, you gotta you gotta have stuff for her to do, and but of course, the, but then again, this kind of points to another thing with the women's division is that you have to be somebody that kind of forces the issue with them. So Rhea is a big, you know, again, her potential and all of that is big enough where it kind of she forces the issue. Like, okay, we got to do something with her. Right. Like, we can't. We can't. You know, put her in witness protection for three months, like we did with Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. and right. Aaliyah and Shotzi. We can't do that with her, right? Um, so she kind of forces the issue, <clears throat> which I mean, and you know, and that's like like the for, like the horsewomen. They, you know, you having them there is like okay. Well, we got to do something with them, right? Right. So, and so I mean, you get you know, um, when things get to the point where you you don't have to be somebody that forces the issue for them to do stuff. And that's, that's when you can say we've really made some progress. Um, and I know some, some people are worried about what's going to happen on SmackDown now. Cause you know, Charlotte is one of those people that her being there kind of forces you to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, um, so we'll, I mean, we'll see what happens there, but you know, it's, it's good that Rhea is in a place where, they feel like they have to do something with her. Yeah. And so that, and that's, that's good for her. And it's, you know, it's good for the, you know, and it's good for the rest of the division because she's got to fight some people. Right? Yeah. So you got to give her opponents also. Even so, if you're just feeding them to her. Yeah. So that gets other women on TV. Right. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's a good thing though. So. All right. So next up, I'll burn through this one real quick. Cause I have a feeling, you know, you just, for no real reason other than it just was not a match I was looking forward to as much as the other ones will burn through uh, almost and Bobby Lashley 
Um, I, I got to be honest with almost if you'd asked me four, five, six months ago how I felt, I would have been like, hey, I think the guy's got upside. I'm not ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater yet. But this match was a little hard to watch. It was hard to watch Lashley kind of carry him. And it's like Rob said in the Discord chat, almost needs some more cooking. Um, I think he's got potential. He's a big, imposing dude. And what I guess where he's, I've turned the corner on him is it seemed like when he was with AJ um, several months back, every week he got a little better, a little better, a little better. And then he kind of hit a ceiling. And I don't know whether he's just hit like a personal growth ceiling or whether they're just not working well enough for him. But right now, as it stands, almost isn't working for me. And, and that's odd because he's with um, he's with MVP now. And MVP for the last two years has literally been the MVP of television. Um, it just, you know, bringing the Hurt Business together, everything he did with that, making Lashley absolutely incredible and credible. He was he was um, he was influential and he was very um, key in that. And I'm just not I'm not feeling it with uh, with almost Jason. Am I missing or no, you're not, because frankly, if there was one match that the crowd was a little flat, it was for Bob and Omas because yeah, I don't know. I'm not getting much out of the Omos experience right now. Um, I feel like, he, again, uh, silly to say, uh, but I've never taken a bump and all that stuff, but that from my dumb eye, that guy could stand for a little, like six months in NXT um, or maybe six months at the PC or whatever, just getting it all together because he's definitely, he's a hell of an athlete and he's, he's, a, he's a dude, he's, he's got a, a lot of the pieces there. Um, you know, it's, it's tough because even for Bob, like the Bob, the crowd popped for Bob just fine. Omos, if anybody came out to crickets, it was him. Um, Uh, I wouldn't say the crowd made no more, no noise, but you know, we're up for it, but it was compared to the rest of the night. Exactly. Even, I mean, people pop for Baron Corbin and happy Corbin, even if they didn't pop in the match, because it was just kind of a match. You know, people pop for their entrances because they like the dudes. Yeah. Um, Bob's got that new killer entrance, which I'm bummed that I couldn't see the whole Titan Tron for, because that looks awesome. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it was just kind of just kind of one of those things that happened. And like like DJ, I'm not ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater with Omos. It's it's not happening, and it's too way too early for that. But maybe I don't know. Getting relegated down to NXT or. Something like that wouldn't be the worst thing for him. But again, maybe this, like we hope that Beth is in, you know, that edge and, and Rhea have united. We hope behind the scenes that, hey, Beth Phoenix could be a really good, like, coach, unofficial coach for Rhea Ripley. Yeah. I hope MVP it takes some of that responsibility, which he will. Um, yeah. So it'll, it's definitely going to be an interesting three, three to six months for Omos, but... We'll see what happens. All right. Nicole, what about you? What did you think here? Did not watch it. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was pretty quick. That was pretty easy. I think it, I, it's, not, it's not a feud I'm necessarily invested in. I like Bobby. Yeah. Like, I like Bobby Lashley. But I'm not invested in this feud. Like, I kind of liked it. Like, I know, I know they're trying to get MVP to help almost. But I see it feels like him and AJ kind of worked better together. They did. They did. They did. 
But I also didn't want AJ holding Omos's hand. I wanted him to another. So that, no, so you're right, though, because it was a catch-22. Yeah. Yeah. Rob, what about you? Um, all right, so I agree with you guys about Omos. Now, he's not in, like, great Kali territory here. Um, no. He's not no. that. He's not, you know, he's not Kali. He's not, you know, Giant Gonzalez. He's not one of those guys. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he, he's, he, he's, like, I don't know if he just needs more experience. Uh, hopefully that's all it is. Um, but he's not ready to be out here in singles matches like that. Um, and this match wasn't even that long. It was only it was eight minutes, but it felt longer. I, I was just about to ask you. It felt like they went ten to twelve minutes. They really yeah. only. Well, I say only eight. Eight is a long match for a guy like Omos. Yeah, and so he probably should still be doing the tag team stuff, but and you know, because well, I figured when they split him and AJ that that meant he was ready. Mm-hmm. And so it looks now like maybe they split them up a little bit too early. Um. Although I mean, they wanted AJ to do the thing with Edge, so I mean, they had right. to do it. But yeah, it was happening either way. Yeah, uh, but I do think it feels like he should probably still be doing a tag team thing, or uh, because you know they're just yeah. I mean, he he's got to get better, and except you know because Bob had to carry him through that. And here's here's a thought. You can tell me what you think. If they're going to pair him with MVP, why don't they do with almost? Remember when Braun Strowman first came out and he was part of the Wyatt family? They yeah. need to put the Hurt Business back together, do something with them, and give almost that role kind of like Braun had. Because you've got that. Shelton Benjamin is the perfect learning tree yeah. To, yeah. to sit under. And, and we all know that Cedric Alexander can go. Bring yeah. the Hurt Business back in, make them a credible tag team, give them something to do, and slide almost into that role similar to what they did with um, with Braun Strowman and the Wyatt family. I mean, does that... Like, that after Monday, do you think that's what they're going for? Because they had Cedric out there on Monday. Okay. Um, I hope so, because like, that, that would be perfect, because Braun just got the, you know, for like a whole year almost. He just... Yeah. He got, you know, he stood back there, and when it was time to choke somebody out, he choked them out. But, you know, and then, but he didn't have to do a whole lot of work. And so I think that's kind of what they should probably be doing almost now, because right now he he is not ready just to be out there doing singles matches, and he just isn't. And because right now, I mean, the rate things are going, you know, he's he's going to be John Cena fodder or, or something in a year or two, all right? Or or he's going to be, you know, Goldberg comes back for Saudi one more time, and it's going to be him beat almost. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I mean, at the rate, he, I mean, if, if, that, if he doesn't show any improvement over the next right. year, that's, that's where we're headed. <laughs> I mean, um, because, I mean, if, 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 I mean, if he shows, if he, if he improves and all of that, then he could really be something because he's again he's a great athlete. And that thing last year where he did the like the spin kick and smash the guitar. Oh uh, yeah, that was that was outstanding. Like um, you said, the guy has upside. I just yeah. he like like I said he plateaued and then just stayed there. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> here I'm just hope you know hoping that he you know gets closer to reaching his potential a bit because there's a lot he 
could be doing. But yeah. right now he ain't there yet. And right now, you know, we don't need to be having him taking up space on pay-per-views, you know, trying to get through singles matches right now. Yeah. So, all right. So I think we went through everything except the main event. Mr. Robert, why don't you take us into the main event, sir? Man, okay, this, this I was having S.H.I.E.L.D. flashbacks with this one because <laughs> they were doing all the same kind of stuff. That's uh, such good stuff. Oh, yeah. Dude, the yeah. quick tags, the this, the, oh, man. Yeah, and um, they and then they had the perfect three opponents with Riddle, you know, Randy and McIntyre. Um, oh, that match was outstanding, and it 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 you know have me rem- you know it, when the Shield fought the Wyatt family and when they fought Evolution, it it brought me back to those matches. And of course, look and look, Roman can do the six man tag stuff in his sleep, right? I mean, at this yeah. point, but they, I mean, they did everything so well and. And you know he got his little digs in it, Riddle, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> five Hall with all Hall of Famers. Well, five Hall of Famers and Riddle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, um, and, and Riddle ate the pen also. <laughs> I mean, um, Man, that was they, slick. That finish was. Oh yeah. That was that was awesome. That was so I mean, slick. Yeah. Like, I, was, I had to watch it again because, like, did he really tag? Or are we just like kayfabing though? He 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 made the tag at the last possible. It was like his kick out. Yeah. I uh, I, I was like I was pointing like I was that guy in the crowd that you see on TV. I was yeah. like, that was a tag. That was a tag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, did you see that? <laughs> oh, it was. I mean, it was, it was outstanding. And I mean, yeah. I, that's one of those matches you can just replay over and over and it's, it was just excellent. And, you know, get, can perfect six guys for that kind of thing and perfect way to end the show. And, you know, just, you, you know, going on, on about the match, match was just, it was excellent. It was just outstanding. And, you know, if you're, if you're going to have a pay-per-view where you don't have the, you know, the top championship in, as the main event, then, this is exactly the type of thing to do. All right. And look, and Randy, look, um, Randy can go another 20 years doing what he's doing now. Easily. Yeah. Easily. That was, I really thought it was going to be the Randy. And this was one of the two things that I got wrong. I thought it was going to be the Randy Orton show where he was just going to show up and show out. And then he was going to eat the pin from Roman. They went the other way with it. Randy, he was there. He got in some of his stuff, but he was not, like, I don't think he was very active in the match at all. He took a super kick in there early on from the apron uh, and, and was laid out for several minutes. Um, and looking at it now, I still think he's the the next one up for Roman. So I think that's why they gave us very limited interaction between him and Roman Reigns beyond uh, hitting, hitting Roman with an RKO. Oh, that RKO popped me huge, by the yeah. way. Uh, the Superman punch into the RKO was... One of the better ones we've seen in a long time, and that's one of the few that, you know, like well, like a lot of them, it's on both guys. So Roman yeah. and and Randy both, wow, they that was perfect. Yeah, Nicole, what was your uh, what were your thoughts on this match? I loved it. It was like it was what I was waiting for the entire night. It was just yeah. like a certain match. I was just like, so how much closer are we are to the main event? But outside the match itself. 
just like the subtleties and stuff. Like at one point, was it Jade that was on that was on the outside of the ring? It was like towards the end of the match. They were like near the announce table, and Jade took a hit for Roman, and then Roman picked him up and like kissed him on the forehead and threw him back in the ring. It was like, oh, he's being gracious with his affection now. But <laughs> <laughs> well, well, other way that out because at the end of the match, he kind of hugged both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, any other week, he's like looking at them like you disappoint me. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're in his good graces. I really hope they run that back. Where like when they decide that the bloodline, where they're gonna decide like it's gonna start crumbling, like run that back to the twins. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And the slow descent into Roman going mad and him losing control of his of his cousins. It's been but, such great nuanced storytelling. Yeah. It really has. But, but I definitely rather see Randy versus Roman than Drew versus Roman. And this match made me realize that even more. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and then they're definitely, I, I feel like this match saved some of the good stuff for Roman and Randy down the road. So yeah. we'll do one quick around the, around the room and then we'll get into some other stuff. Uh, we'll start with Nicole, match of the night for you. Six man tag. Six man tag. Rob? Uh, despite the ending, the, the I quit match, but also the, the six man tag. Okay, Jason. Six-man tag. Okay. Uh, for, for me, I'm probably right there with Rob. I, I cannot say enough good things about that women's match. Charlotte and Ronda beat the hell out of each other. Like, And it was just a lot of fun to watch. But that six-man tag was just straight fire from beginning to end. So, so yes, all right. Sir. What is – I know we had a few things we wanted to talk about. And, you know, we wanted to give Nicole the floor a little bit. Um that's, I'm not real sure how we want to segue into that. Um, I know that. There, we, we can do that. Um, we had wanted to get, what was it, what, a week or two ago? Uh, yeah. Athena, formerly known as Ember Moon, was doing an interview, and she had some, what some people determined to be some very disparaging remarks about some of the women in NXT, her time in NXT, and she brought to light at least her truth. And, you know, some of her truth was, you know, we were we were told that we had to dress sexy and look a certain way. And, you know, and she she kind of she's like, no, that's not what I do. This is what I do. And they had no place for what she did, but they did want her offer for her to stay on as a trainer. And I I know, Nicole, you had a lot of thoughts about the interview and a lot of the discourse that followed that. So I'm going to hand the reins over to you and let you take over this discussion so that we can kind of, uh, you know, maybe peel apart the layers on this a bit. Okie dokie. So, somebody, one of my mutuals on Twitter, I think you all follow her, um, she pointed out that even in the interview where Ember was talking about how she felt like she wasn't pretty enough, and I understood that from a point where she is a dark-skinned black woman. She didn't feel like she was prettier, as pretty as some of the other women on the roster. And I get that. My thing with Ember is, I was I was a fan just because of her athleticism in the ring. But when it came to character work, she never got, I was never on board. I was like, okay, really? you're, I never was like a bit, her character work was never for me. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, she has a, like, there are people who, like, I get what she was trying to do, but outside of the wrestling, her character to me was just meh. 
Well, let's okay. be real. What was her character? And you I'll... can't here. No, no, you can't talk about her entrance or her gear. What was her character? <laughs> and see, I, I'm on the other side. I dug Ember Moon, but again, I may be one of those people that went for the flash and bang of the entrance. And two, no, I think no she's doubt. very. So did I. I think she's very pretty. Um, and that's just you know you know my personal opinion on that. But even my daughter popped for her. My my daughter has. One, two, three, three wrestling T-shirts. She has a Randy Horton, a Bella's, and an Ember Moon. Um, and that, that's one she specifically asked for for Christmas. So, you know, we were big fans in the house. But, uh, Nicole, I didn't mean to take that over from you. Oh, no, you're ahead. fine. Go ahead. Um, well, with Ember, I don't want to sound like a jackass, but she kind of reminded me of Naya in a way where the whole she's not like the other girls type of thing. Right. And that can only go so far. Like all the women have their own thing <coughs> in in the company. No woman is exactly alike. No one is alike, actually. But I think the difference is with like Naomi. You know, she the glow, what it represents. Same thing with Sasha, Charlotte, Bailey, even Alexa. They have it's like you can. You can pinpoint what it is that their character is. Right. Outside of her whole thing of, like, and you said not to mention the entrance or whatever, but that's kind of what her thing was, was her entrance. But Mm -hmm. I never understood why they never had her, like, elaborate on who she was as a character or what her character was supposed to be. How often did they ever really put her on the mic when she was on the main roster. Right. Not at all. And that, she and wasn't that's injured. We're, we're inferring the whole war goddess character from commentary, her gear, and her, you know, and her entrance. They we never don't get... let her explain what it is. Well, like, and the glow, when she, Naomi first started the glow, she told us what the glow was. Right. <laughs> yeah. So is this, a Nicole, is this a fault of creative, or is this a fault of her not taking the initiative like i we can we can say okay she never explained what her character was but i also don't feel like she was ever given a whole lot of mic time now it's both both. okay now i didn't think she was fantastic on the mic um but i also feel like she was not given ample opportunity to say here here's a microphone tell us who you are and what you do as i'm a huge naomi fan when she first started, she was not great on the mic. Sometimes she stumbled. Yeah. But they kept giving her the mic and letting true. her do backstage segments and letting her have fun with it. And even stuff like on Instagram when she was they were she was still with Team Bad when Team Bad first started and they took the initiative to do their skits with New Day without the company like being involved in it. Right. Like if if she wanted the opportunity to do something, that's what social media is for. If you don't think you're getting enough time to rep- to say who you are as a character, use social media. Okay, that's she would that's use fair. social media like she would use social media to talk about you know the games that she's playing and she's going to be on Twitch and all of that. But it's like, but you're not using it to like explain your character. Like even now, like just how the women have basically taken to Twitter more and Instagram to carry their storylines over. Right. 
Right. Well, there and that may this may spitball into another argument. Why should the women have to do that more so than the men? You they know, and, and again, now like I said, we're, we're we're opening up a whole a whole new line of discussion. Yeah. And again, this is one of yeah. the reasons why I'm very excited to have you on here and have a female perspective, you know, versus us trying to mansplain it. You know, so you're saying, okay, yeah, so the girls should be taken to social media. I guess the uh, the the counter programming to that is why should they? You know, they why shouldn't. shouldn't they get more TV time to speak their you know their character? They definitely shouldn't. Like Amber, she was basically on Raw the entire time she was on the main roster. That's a three hour show. As we as you all have always discussed, and we discussed in the chat, there is ample room to throw women on TV. Yeah, <laughs> where oh, there yeah. be a backstage segment, <laughs> right? Something out in the ring, like. They have plenty of ample opportunity to put her out there on the mic to help her get get those skills together. Because when she was on the mic, she stumbled a lot. And it was a lot of pausing and trying to see what the crowd reaction was. She was not comfortable. <laughs> if right. NXT, at this point, if as of last night, if NXT can put on an all-women's show with no pomp and circumstance, no mm-hmm. announcement that it was going to be an all-women's show. We just kind of got to the end of that show, and we went, holy shit, there was a woman in every single segment tonight. Yeah, they had they, uh, they had only announced that they were doing the matches that yeah. night, but they didn't say anything about, like, they announced <laughs> the matches, what, the day before, like, last week, and then, like, the day before that, someone was, like, basically just, like, five women's matches. Yep. And it was just like, oh, okay, so if you can do that in NXT, I promise, promise, promise you can do that at least once a month on Raw. Right. And and um, because, I mean, look, Cody got to do like a damn near 15-minute monologue the night after WrestleMania. Um, well, he's the main character now. Well, so. yeah, but but well, like with Seth Rollins, when, back when, when after he had cashed in the briefcase and was world champion, he was doing those monologues, and they were not hitting. No, no. He was getting the boring chant in some of those monologues uh, back then in 2015, and they didn't pull the plug on him. Okay, right? They let him keep going. Like they just, yeah. you know, they they didn't cut the segment down the next week, right? And it it was some of those were brutal, and but. They were still giving him 10, 15 minutes to go out there and monologue every week back then. Now, he's better off now for having gone through that. But when it was going on, it was just kind of like, oh, boy, okay. <laughs> um, and I've said this before with the women on the, you know, the mic segments. They get, you know, they get everybody in and out of there in five minutes. Like if, if they're just talking, if, if they're just going to say a few words and then put the mic down and leave, they get every one of them in and out of there in five minutes or less. And that's yeah. including, that's including Becky. That's including Charlotte. That's including Bianca. Cause, uh, and they don't let, they don't. And that, look, I'm not, you know, they probably shouldn't. I'm not really for anybody getting a 15 minute monologue at this point. But, <clears throat> Not with a roster that big. Yeah, and then but they get the top women are in and out of there in five minutes or less on on a promo, and if it's a promo segment where somebody comes out there and interrupts them and maybe even get into a fight or whatever, they still get them in and out of there in like ten minutes. And again, and that's not just you know that's not you know 
Dana Brooke we're talking about. We're talking about, you know, Becky and Charlotte and Bianca here that they do that with. Um, so they're still getting time rationed out. Um, you know, on Raw, they had four matches on Raw, you know, this week. And that sounds really great. Yay. But let's see if they can actually sustain that or they'll actually right. sustain it. Oh, well, that's the one thing. And another thing is that they were all pretty short. Um, yeah, I think uh, Asuka and uh, Bianca was what three minutes before Becky came out and yeah, and, uh, and like, I just, yeah, and I understand you don't want to show too much of that because it's a new thing. Yeah, yeah. that's one you don't want to give away the store. But it's still, I mean, there are other ways to do that than. Well, it's just okay if you're going to do that. Then they had three other women's matches. They should have given them some more time. <clears throat> yeah. Um, if you. If you if you know you got to go short for that match because of the circumstances, then then don't cut the other ones short. Yeah. Let's let's go down that road of giving women more time because we've talked about this a bit on the show, Nicole. And if I'm wrong or if you have anything to interject, by all means cut me off and you know, I'll you know, you can you can say your piece. Rob told a story one time where he'd gone into the supermarket. He was paying for something. He had, uh, I don't know, it was a Charlotte shirt or whatever he had on. It was a wrestling shirt, and the cashier said something to him along the lines of, you know, I, I like the wrestling, but they're featuring the women a little bit too much now. Um, and I'm I'm going to go out on a – I'm being facetious. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that it was probably a white guy that said it. Oh, yeah, it was. Okay. So, and I'm going to call. I'm going to call my own out here. Because those seem to be the guys who largely have a problem with women getting more time on TV. I don't understand it. I love women's wrestling. Aside from, you know, me being, you know, a horny guy, I like women's wrestling. Like, I like good women's wrestling. And I like seeing them predominantly featured. So I do not understand that mentality. But taking that into account and and taking into account, and, and we'll go around the room on this and get everybody's thoughts. WWE is in a, a situation now where they can they can experiment. They can play around a little bit on Raw. We've got three hours of Raw. We've got two hours of SmackDown. Do you think it's a gamble that they can take? Because obviously the concern is if the majority of the male sentiment is, eh, I don't want to watch women's wrestling. You take NXT from last night. It was an enti- almost an entirely women's show. Do you think that WWE could gamble once a month, once every couple of months with having either Raw or SmackDown be entirely or predominantly a women's show at this point in the game. Uh, Jason, we'll start with you. I think they definitely could, and they do, they need to do it exactly like NXT does. Did. Just do it. Don't, Don't announce it. Right. Don't and that's, that's my it. point. Say it's going to be women's night. It's, it's ladies' night on Monday Night Raw. Right. Do not do that. I want to make it to 11 o'clock and say, wait a minute, I didn't see any men. Exactly. Or if I saw a a men's segment, there were women predominantly involved, like last night with Grayson and what's-his-name, because it also had Tiffany Stratton and the other girl. So there were women involved in every single segment. Okay. Uh, I can make that gamble. The only thing that I will say, and I'm sorry if this sounds sexist and dumb and whatever— but the only thing I'll say is that is probably going to be a little bit more top heavy than the IWC and our level of fan base would like. By that, I mean it's going to have Charlotte and Becky and Bailey and this person and that person. Um, because 
frankly, uh, somebody said this to me years ago, and I can't get it out of my head because it's it's totally true at in my experience anyway. At the base base level of just hey, these guys are all rookies. Bad women's wrestling is worse than bad men's wrestling. It just it just I don't know why it just looks worse. Okay. I don't know what it is. It's just something about that. So right. as long as you can stay away from that and just make it, yeah, you don't. And but don't announce it because then you'll you'll sabotage yourself. You have to get to with all these sweaties. You're gonna be like, oh, the girl show. I'm not gonna watch that. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, you need to, and you need to lure them in with like a Drew McIntyre versus whoever match, and then surprise, it's a you know mixed tag match or something like that. Okay, Rob, what do yes. you think? You think it's a gamble they can afford to take now? Um. I'd say yes and no, um, because I right, put it this way. They've had women's main events mm-hmm. that have gone long and they did fine ratings wise. Uh, cause I said, see, I, I had to go to my handy ratings spreadsheet here that I have in front of me now. <laughs> <laughs> so they've, they've done women's main events that have done fine ratings wise, as far as, you know, the third hour and all of that. Um, again, like, like Jason said, it would have to be top heavy because there is a, there's a, if nothing else, a perception difference in the quality of the top of the women's roster versus, you know, when you get to the middle and the lower part. Right. Um, so no, you like, um, so yeah, you, I mean, you, you could lead like for, well, what you got on raw now i mean you could lead off with if you're gonna do ladies night um yeah i mean becky's gonna have to wrestle and yeah. like because her and charlotte don't wrestle on tv that much anymore now this yeah but you know becky's gonna have to have a match and it's gonna have to be more than two minutes um oscar's gonna have, you know oscar's gonna have to imagine maybe they wrestle each other and you know Bianca's gonna have to have, have a title defense, and you know, and you and Sasha and Naomi need to come over and do a tag team match, right? Um, you're gonna need to do that. Um, and because as soon as you roll out there, you know, here's Liv Morgan and Nikki Ash. That's when the the sweaty, as Jason called them, are gonna be like, Ugh! you know, um. Right. And Rob, maybe you put it correctly. The perception is such because um, when I was having that discussion, it was it was more in the vein of independent wrestling and we were at a promotion. So it was like it's a different ball game when you're talking about that. Yeah. Um, but you are right. It's the perception that Twitch to change the channel becomes a lot, a lot larger in some people's minds when it's Dana Brooke versus Liv Morgan. You know, yeah. well. In that instance, what like the what we consider the lower tier girls or the middle tier, they don't necessarily all have to wrestle. They could be interwoven as disgruntled. Like, why are these women like we want to get out there? Make them work for it to get out there throughout the night. <laughs> Second yeah, is backstage can... of going to Adam requesting, like, well, why aren't we out here? <laughs> and okay. and also <laughs> like NXT, not everybody has to wrestle. You know, mm-hmm. you could do a vignette of I, I'm uh, Nikki Ash and Liv Morgan go get ice cream and they run into Rhea Ripley. I don't know. They, you could do a ten minute vignette or do on that. Or Drop trying to get Nikki to be 
more aggressive and not this right. superhero that's happy-go-lucky. Right. Like yeah. Monday, when right. she exactly. struck that pose and Dewdrop was looking at her like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. Yeah, and... Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be all matches. Right, and then... But that would also be a time... You know, and then you could also have a match where one of the lower... Women in the lower part on the card, you know, challenges one of the top women, right? Uh, yeah. And, you know, because... Um, like you, I mean, you could do something like that. that, that you, I mean, you got to be strategic about it, right? And that's yeah. Um, and that's the thing, because uh, again, they've done women's main events that have gone twenty minutes, and they and you know they've done just fine with ratings and all that stuff. So it can be done. Um, and now there is yes, there is going there is a <laughs> there will be a saturation point where the again where the the meatheads will. Kind of figure out, hey, well, there's too much of this going on here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I mean, that that's just, I mean, that's, you know, sad, harsh reality, and and it's, look, it's, I mean, that's true for any kind of minority kind of group, right? I mean, right. There, I mean, there'll come a point if you have, you know, beyond a certain number of black wrestlers on the show, where some people might be like, well, what's going on here? Is this BET or something? You know. Uh, and I saw somebody actually say something like that on Twitter once. I, I think I may have been in on that thread. The guy it, said something about, what are we going to have, like an entire BET WrestleMania? And I think I responded to him. I'm like, I'm here for it. Like, why the hell not? Yeah. You know, give me, <laughs> give, me the whole damn, give me the whole damn thing. Yeah, I mean. One uh, night? Yeah, sure. Let's go nuts. Right. I mean, but so you still got to be strategic about it. Um, but can it be done? Yes. And like, but like I said, it's gonna have to be. You're gonna have to have the big names do it, and they don't have to all wrestle each other, but they got to be involved throughout. They've the got to be on the show. Yeah, uh, it but, may make more sense for like a SmackDown as opposed to Raw. That's true, because because sure. a SmackDown, you know, of course, you know, you got to have the Roman segment. You got to do that. Yeah, but you could have the Roman segment and then just turn the rest of the show over to the women's side. Yeah. I'm gonna be like, I'm not doing anything tonight. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah. I mean, he can we're, take, we're taking the night off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. He can just come out there at the beginning, and be like you know what, you guys don't deserve to see us. We're getting the hell out of here, <laughs> right? and, or something like that. And then, or, oh. honestly, you could do it totally right on the nose. You could be, he could be in his office, in his little the entire show office, <laughs> the entire show, and you go to him segment one. Roman, do you do you have a comment on this that, and the other thing? And he just looks at them. He's like. Naomi's going to be on in a few minutes. I'm getting ready for that. Will you get out of my face? Or something like that. And then boom. Just lead in Naomi's match. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so there, it'd probably be easier to do with SmackDown because you only got two hours. Um, And in that way, I mean, you could be strategic about it. You could do it in such a way where, again, where the meatheads don't even realize it happened, but everybody else enjoyed it. Um, that's probably the way to do it. Um, and like I said, like you can just sprinkle a little bit of Roman throughout the show, just in backstage stuff, or just where you know maybe where like Paul is coming to him throughout the show with different concerns, and that that's all it is. And then you know, and then he's like, okay, well, you know, whatever, right? You can just you could do that and just kind of cut away throughout the show. And then, yeah. But while that's not going on, you have women's matches and women's segments and stuff. I mean, 
so I mean, it, it can be done. Um, and now, of course, now, of course, this takes us back to you know evolution, and the thing about that was that you know the the how successful it was is still one of those things that's kind of a murky conversation. And unfortunately, it was not successful enough to shut up the meatheads. Yeah. Um, and there's a, I mean, there's a possibility that could happen here, but again, I mean, well, again, we get back to they advertised evolution as a all women's show, so the people that weren't going to watch it made up their minds in that moment. Oh, it's an all women's show. I'm not watching that. Whereas, as as we've been talking for the last few minutes, you don't advertise it. You don't. You just all of a sudden we're SmackDown Friday night at ten o'clock, and we've seen one guy all night long, and it was Roman, Roman Reigns was the guy. You know, everything else was a woman's segment, was a woman's match. I so Nicole, any parting parting thoughts on this? Um, just the fact they need, like as you said, it is possible to do it. And if you and it's like most of the fan base, yeah, you have the men, but a lot of the fan base are women and kids, and there yeah. are a lot of kids who love women's wrestling, boys and girls. <laughs> like I love, I love men's wrestling, but at the same time, I don't want a full sausage fest every Monday and Friday. Luckily, Friday nights are a little bit easier, where they'll they kind of try to at least. Well, I mean, well, this past Monday. It was an it was a nice to mix it up a little bit where it wasn't just wasn't it I don't know if it was a couple of months ago but it was one Monday night raw where it was like two hours without seeing women yeah oh, I think I remember you guys talking about that in the Discord yeah, yeah they've had a few like that fairly recently too yeah you're just kind of and I'm just kind of like um I'm not here for just the men <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and um, it's because um, there was there've been a couple of weeks where they had like one match, and it was like a few minutes long, and then that was it. And yeah. and, and when that happens, it's just like, what the hell are y'all doing? Basically, on my, Raw. I spend most of my money in regards to wrestling stuff for the women outside of the bloodline. <laughs> right. Well, so it's kind of like. If can you like you advertise, you know, we're all about women's empowerment, but it's like it shouldn't be like a, t- a three hour show and you only see, as you stay, as you stated, a couple of women's matches that don't last longer than if they get to 10 minutes and maybe one backstage segment. You have all these women, you can utilize them on a three hour show, you can utilize them on a two hour show. Everybody doesn't have to wrestle. You can set something up for next week, set something up for a pay per view. Um, like for and even if you're not using them like on Raw or SmackDown, throw some people down at NXT like you did with Natalia. Yeah, that match between her and Cora was fantastic. Yeah, Naomi I haven't and, seen it yet, but I heard it was good. Naomi and Charlotte, name sorry, Naomi and mm-hmm. Sasha want to wrestle the women down at NXT. Like have have some of the NXT women come up for like a tag match against Naomi. And um, Sasha, since well, the tag they, teams are kind of, they did that with Bailey and Sasha. They went down to NXT, right, and wrestled. You know, took the uh, the the main roster women's tag team championships down there. I'd love to see uh, Sasha and Bianca versus Toxic Attraction. I think that'd be awesome. 
or even um what's the Katie and um what's the other one's name? Oh, um, Katana. Katana yeah, Chance. She changed her name. Yeah, it used to be Katie. Oh, she changed Katie. her name. Okay. Yeah. Right. I thought they let her tag team partner go. No, they still no, they're still still there. Yeah. I thought they released her a week or so. No, they, they were they're still there. They were on in the, they were on Twitter talking about they wanted to wrestle each other. Because yeah. she was Caden Carter, right? Yeah, she's the, it was uh, Indy's partner that they released. Not yeah. well, I knew they released Persia, but I thought that Caden uh, was because she mm-hmm. used to she's be still uh, there. Lacey Lane was her indie name. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's still there. She's a local. She's a local girl. I thought they released her. Boy, I no. wow. Okay, they were just this past yeah. week on Twitter interacting with each other, talking about they wanted to wrestle each other. Okay, yeah. all right, then. Wow, yeah, I don't know where I got that news from, but <clears throat> but I mean, there, there are a lot of creative things they can do, and because it, it, I mean, it's, I guess unfortunately, it's going to take somebody in a high position that just wants to do it. Um, because yeah. that's one of the things with like this uh, Freddie Prince Jr. thing that um. With his idea is, he's starting. He's saying from the beginning he wants men and women to have equal time, and that that's one of his objectives. And so, unfortunately, this is where. And I don't want to give Vince a pass, but I think if you could, I mean, if I could see Vince, if you know, if you could, if he could see where it would work. If if you can get him to understand that you know, yeah, this thing can work. I think he, I don't think he would shut it down. But some of those old guys, again, going back to those old guys who were around him, yeah, people like Kevin Dunn and Bruce Pritchard and whatnot, and you know, those Probably guys, Johnny Ace, Johnny Ace. Yeah, I mean, and you get to those guys, and then they're the ones that kind of you know aren't for that kind of thing, and then you know they you know and that's always the problem. Yeah. Uh, but well, and that's that's hard because as a whole, they're booking fine TV. Like they are, but they only let the progress get so far. And until that old guard changes, we're I think we're only, I think we're gonna see progress up to a line, and that's gonna be it, unfortunately. Yeah, and because um And and that's that's the problem. And and again, there's certain women who kind of force the issue just by being there and being who they are. Like you know, with with this tag team thing, you know, Sasha, you know, you know, basically when when Sasha is up for doing the tag team thing, that kind of forces the issue with them. Because, well, now we got to do some tag team stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Like um. Like uh. Like last year when Charlotte was wrestling almost every week, she was having long she was having longer matches with people almost every week. So I don't know if that's her saying, Hey, I'm not gonna be out there for two minutes <laughs> or yeah. what. But when she was wrestling almost every week, whoever she was in there with, they were having longer matches. Um and so now with her having not hardly wrestling on TV that much. We've seen what happens on SmackDown a lot of weeks. Um, so, I mean, and that's the problem. Like, and like we were talking about Maria before her, you know, she, for, <laughs> she kind of forces the issue where you got to do something with her. You can't just keep her back in catering. 
yeah. and you know and whatnot. Um, and like was when Bianca wasn't champion, when when her and Becky were kind of taking a break from each other around like you know December and January, they were putting Bianca in matches on TV every week because you can't leave her off the show. But if you're not one of if you're not somebody like that who again who just forces the issue whether it's you force the issue just because of your presence or if you're somebody who is you know has a reputation maybe but uses that you know really is just demanding of better things then i'm and i'm particularly talking about like sasha and charlotte here um then if you're not one of those people then again you know the issue isn't forced um yeah and that's and you and, and you you can't keep asking those women to okay well, well you got to go make something happen because they listen to you right you know you can't keep forced you can't keep you know putting them in position where they have to keep doing stuff yeah where you know sasha has to keep you know, demanding that the tag team stuff go on, or you can't keep asking Charlotte to, well, you know, to go out there and wrestle almost every week so they can have longer matches. Right. Um, like you can't keep putting it on them to keep doing that. Um, well, my question ahead. would be, what made them like, for instance, like the whole Naomi and <clears throat> Sonya thing back, like towards the October, like towards the end of last year? Like it makes you wonder, like, well. Did the, it makes you wonder, like, did those two ladies go to them and be like, hey, <laughs> we have an idea that, that was, may work? <laughs> that was going to be my point. I didn't want to cut Rob off in the middle of this thought. You, you have the women who have the built-in cachet. Obviously, the four horse women are going to be able to walk into Vince's office and say, hey, look, if you got me on TV this week, 90 seconds, two minutes ain't going to cut it. Is this a case where the other women just don't have that cachet? They don't have that confidence? Nicole, do you think that it's it's maybe an issue with the women either being afraid to advocate for themselves or being unwilling to advocate for themselves? Hmm. Okay, this is going to be weird. I'm going to bring this back to Ember somehow. But, like, it makes you wonder. I feel like some women are scared. Like, we, a lot of people rag on Natalia, sometimes myself included, but I understand why Natalia is there. She serves a purpose. Right. And it's like, with Natalia, they know they have someone they can depend on to help usher in new girls and things of that nature. But also, I don't think she's afraid to speak up for herself. Like, the NXT thing, part of me feels like that's something she asked to do. Yeah. Was to go down there and work down there. And some of, like, when you hear some of the girls at interviews talk about, well, like, for instance, the Iconics. <laughs> if Vince McMahon is asking you to come up with something and you've got nothing, you can't be mad when you're not on TV. Yeah, well, same thing with Ruby Soho. She said yeah. the same thing. She's yeah. like, I just go to work and do what they tell me. Well, then you're going to get what you get. Right. And I feel like, like, for instance, Nikki A.S.H., she came up with this whole idea and was like, here, I have an idea. Yeah. And probably broke it down what it is, what it means to her, and how she thinks she can, you know, reach some, reach, uh, you know, like kids, for instance, with the whole superhero thing. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're not willing to put yourself out there in order to... Uh, 
even get, have a chance. Like the whole the glow thing, it took her what like three years. Yeah, just to get them to let her do it, and it's still not stale. <laughs> Right. No, it's it was incredible. It's an incredible idea. My daughter pops for the. She loves Naomi. She pops for the glow thing, and like many many girls, she wanted a glow replica belt, like that glowed that had lights and everything. I am still hoping for the tag team belts to glow at some point. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. That would absolutely yeah. be awesome. But even with like Dewdrop, like when she was out there with Eva or whatever, and I was just like. I know what they're going with this, but I want more. And look at her now. She's changed it up. Like, there's just some women you can tell that are probably advocating for themselves and others who are just like, oh, I'm not sure. Like, I may not be the biggest Lacey Evans fan, and I cannot, and I don't like the trauma dumping <laughs> that her segments have for the last, what, four or five weeks? Yeah. Yeah. I bet she probably went to them. <laughs> she probably did. And, and yeah. that's, uh, the, I look at it one of two ways. If you don't have an, if you're not like I'm a, I'm not an idea person. Like I won't be the guy. Not that I would have a problem going to Vince, but I just I my mind doesn't work that way. If you give me an idea, I'll knock it out of the park, or I'll try to knock it out of the park, and I'll commit to it 110. percent And that's kind of my point. If you're not a creative type who can go to Vince and say, Hey, look, I have this idea. Can you give me five minutes of TV here and there to try and make it work? Or if you're not that kind of creative type, if they give you something, and even if that something is taking a pie to the face, knock it out of the park. Give it 110%. And I think some people either are just unwilling or unable to do that. Tamina and Dana Brooke, prime yeah. example. Those two women are so used to just being like, okay, we're just going to throw you in a match, basically a squash match. And they're, and they're those type of people that are like, you tell me what to do, I'll do it. Right. right. Well, let's let's build on something that that you know Ember Moon was saying about how they she felt like or they gave her the impression that she wasn't quote unquote as pretty as the other girls on the roster. If we're looking at things aesthetically, is Tamina as quote unquote popular pretty as some of the other women on the roster? If we're looking, and I'm not talking personal preference, I'm talking if you line her up with a Bianca or a Sasha or a Bailey, she's just in in that respect, she's attractive. But if you go by their standards, then if you go by their standards, no, and she still manages to find a way on TV because she takes what she's given and she runs with it. Like the 24 7 segments are some of the funniest segments oh, every stinking week. Because yes. they put their whole selves into it. They just say, whatever, we're just going to have fun, where did it go? These right. are two women that typically would not be on TV right. that are on TV every single week. And making the most of every minute that they're given. And with the whole Ember thing, you can even say the same thing about Ruby Soho. She's not what people will call typically pretty, but when she came into the company or whatever, she adapted. Yeah. And Ember didn't necessarily adapt. I don't think she wanted to adapt. And if you go into a company like WWE, you have to know when you're going in there, you're going to have to adapt if you want to survive there. We talk about that so often on this show. 
you know what you're getting from WWE. You know what they're looking for. You know they're looking they're looking for a carnival, and they're looking for different. And I don't understand how people go there and do not like they leave shocked that they didn't have what WWE was. But I'm a great wrestler. They've it's got, not just about wrestling. It is sports entertainment. Right. They've got 200 great wrestlers on the roster. Why do you stand out beyond being great wrestler girl? And, you know, Ember Moon is a fantastic women's wrestler. Um, make no mistake about that. But again, like you said, where does she stand out from the crowd? And at she, the end of the day, beyond her she entrance, she didn't. Against the current women's roster, even the roster, like when she was on the main roster, her entrance was is what made her stand out. And her, what was the move that she did? Oh, the, the eclipse? Yes, that made her stand out, but that was it. Yeah. I, I yeah. can say that when when she was healthy, because I think she injured, what, both shoulders? Was it was it her that injured both shoulders? No, that was Ruby. In that NXT, was, that was Ruby. It, it, at NXT, she had injured her shoulder and then came up to the main roster. And then was it a knee? she got... Was it a knee or was it her her shoulder again? Something where she she they featured her prominently in a couple like I think it was like a rumble match or something like that. She really showed out. I'm like, okay, they're getting her her shoulder. I think it was that same shoulder that she injured in NXT. Okay, so then she was out injured again, and and again, this is something we've talked about on this show. Even the men, if you're not already an established top level star and you get injured, you fall out of your lane quick, and it's extremely hard to get back in that lane. Right. And um, I mean, to the great wrestler thing, look, Vince told AJ Styles that, hey, I got a dozen people that can put on a good match. You know, I need, I need you to do something different. Yeah. So he said that, he said that to AJ Styles now. So and AJ was- said, okay, and since day one, he has done everything possible to stand out against everybody else. Like yeah. his stuff with Shane, his stuff with Roman, John Cena. He's he's never had a dull moment. No, right, exactly. A, and, and I'm for one looking for them. To, I can't wait for the day that they run him and Roman back one more time. Yeah, yes, please. Before AJ finally hangs it up and Roman does whatever Roman's going to do next. Yeah. I want one more good series of matches with AJ and Roman. Yeah, and um, but so Vince said that to AJ Styles. So, I mean, if you're and most people are not AJ Styles, so what, what's he thinking about with you? I mean, <laughs> so because he's largely checked out, and I think he's watching the playoffs, and I think the I have the game one too. It's like the last like fourteen point two seconds. All right, well, I was gonna I was gonna ask Jason's <laughs> thoughts on in closing out this segment before we go into one more quick little piece of business and then call it a night. But I think he's fairly well checked out. He may even have well, me muted. Well, can I just say <laughs> I one more thing actually. about the Ember thing, where we like oh, the yeah. whole like AEW and TNA and um, Impact. Sorry, not TNA Impact. Not calling her. I can see Impact possibly not calling her because she, not necessarily because of the interview, but because of like. <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> I don't think he's happy. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, no, because Bobby Portis just scored. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jason just checked out for the night. He literally just like went through a sea of guys. Was like, no, I'm going to get I think Jason <laughs> 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 
Jason it is legitimately one, knocked it is his camera over. 108 to 107 with 11.4 seconds left on the clock. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> we have lost Jason. Uh, all right, well, we've lost Jason. Go ahead and finish your thought on Ember Mooney. Just the, I think with Impact, with their women's division, every single woman on that roster has a character. Yes. They use their women, as you say, they're the company that uses their women most thoroughly. But every single woman on that roster has a character. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And I don't think, and until she's able to have a character that can come across, I don't think they'll call her. And as far as um, AEW, I don't know why she would necessarily want to go over there, but she'll be on one of the main shows for like maybe one or two weeks and then be on the YouTube shows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we definitely lost Jason. I don't know if I can get him back in here. Uh, where's uh, we may have it's lost Jason for the night house because I'm not even seeing the way here. Here's the invite button. Um, yeah, we're not getting him back probably because Milwaukee's oh, is about to win this. Oh, it's it's uh, it's over. So yeah, we'll uh, you know, we'll we'll catch up with Jason next week. We will. Uh, <laughs> boy, are we gonna rib him about this one? Milwaukee uh, to win this game. Oh my God, he's he he's having a he he's having a rob uh, a rob moment over the Celtics tonight. No, no, here's here's the difference. See, here's the difference. Okay, I, look, I watched my queen lose on Sunday, and I am still here. You finished the paper. You finished the pay per view, and you made you finished the podcast episode the next the next yes. day. I okay. that's that's a champion, Rob. That's right. Wow, we just had another <laughs> moment here. Another moment on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. This is amazing. Like Jason got oh. so Jason got so Jason, hot. Jason that he completely the show. <laughs> that is the best ever. I may I may upload the last five minutes of this show <laughs> to the YouTube channel. You can look us up on YouTube, the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. And you'll be like, and this is how we knew the Celtics were about to live. <laughs> Jason spoiled the end no, with a man. temper tantrum. Oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> live air. And the walkie's getting the ball back. Oh, no. Oh, man. going to foul Giannis. Oh, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. I love it. All right, we're, we're, I'm definitely cutting out five minutes of that, and I'm putting it up on the YouTube channel. Oh, he's going he's to hear about this. We're having a disciplinary meeting next weekend, sir. <laughs> Why so, Jason? <laughs> uh, Jason, come in my office and say, sit down, sir. So, I, you know, I think we've had an awesome episode. I do want to throw one quick shout out to Eric Bischoff for absolutely folding CM Punk in half yesterday. That was yesterday. That was yesterday, right? Yes. Yes. Um, CM Punk thought he was going to get cute. And because Eric Bischoff had made some comments about AEW and the fact that it did, and we've talked about this on the show, we're not going to go down that road tonight because we've already gone about two hours. But Eric Bischoff had made some comments about how AEW is not doing enough to attract a larger audience. They are largely trying to just appeal to a certain anti-WWE bubble. We've talked about this show We've talked about that on this show for as long as we've been doing this show. It's a criticism we've had all along. It's a fair criticism. It's an honest criticism. 
CM Punk thought he was going to get cute, you know, pipe up, say something, something about old people and not basically being out of touch. And, and Eric Bischoff just jumped right back in and folded him in half. He pulled a Rob, he pulled data, he pulled ratings information. <laughs> like it was, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. On a random Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> like I told you guys, that was not on my bingo the part, card. The part that trips me out is it's like, didn't say anything about CM Punk. Like CM Punk wasn't even quoted. No one even at him at right. all in the tweet right. that was just randomly sent out from a, and it's like, so are you just like stalking people's pages? I believe he does. I believe he, oh. he, he freaking vanity searches for starters. And two, he probably is caping for, for his company, which you should to a degree. But why are you going to get into an argument with, of all people, Eric Bischoff, the guy who lived it, breathed it, knew it, succeeded at it, and screwed it up? Right. And who is trying to give genuine advice so that the same thing doesn't happen to AEW. Exactly. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, and there are always people like, well, you're just mad because they wouldn't give you a job. And, you know, and he, he doesn't care. No, and, but they'll damn sure pay him to be show up on live TV, won't they? Oh, well, that, that's mm-hmm. one thing I love about Eric. Look, he'll show up with Dynamite this week, and he'll be on Raw Monday night. He doesn't care. Nope. <laughs> and this month, he's going to be like, whatever. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I respect it. Yeah, um, but, again, he's not he's not making – He's not saying anything outrageous or outlandish here. Um, if anybody knows about wrestling on television, on, on big-time cable television, it's Eric Bischoff. And like you said, he he succeeded and he failed. He had great ideas and he screwed stuff up, and he will readily admit to all of that. And so if anybody knows anything about it, uh, it's him. And, but, you know, Tony doesn't want to listen to he doesn't want to act because I, he actually talked with, you know, I tried to get Jim Cornette in there at the beginning. And, and look, I mean, Cornette is one of those guys, like the stuff he's right about, he's like super right about, but then the rest of it is just like, okay, dude, shut up. Yeah. But still, um, I'd rather, I mean, if I got a choice between having his ear and then, and not, I mean, he's at least somebody I could you could bounce some things off of, um, but that didn't happen. And then I would definitely have Eric, you know want to talk to Eric Bischoff and listen to what he has to say. Yeah, and he didn't do that either. Um, and Eric is just simply saying, "Look, um, you're doing this thing that a few people really like, and yeah. and that's fine." But there are a bunch of other people who you're not reaching. And if this thing is going to last more than a couple of years, you're going to eventually have to reach some of those people. And um, and actually, because I, I was on with, you know, Duke, Duke loves wrestling. That's going to be posted this weekend. We had like a long conversation about this. And one of the things I said was that um, most of the people who watch some pro wrestling watch some WWE and that's all they need for the week, whether it's an hour or whether they watch all of it. Right. Um, and you got to do something to get some of those people to change their habits or, or to include your, some of your show along with whatever else they're already watching. And they're not really doing that. And, um, 
So let's leave it on a cliffhanger. Let's dig into this more next week, Rob, because I have okay. a feeling there's more going to come out of this. And I, oh, I want to yeah. do some data gathering okay. um, of my own because there's some things that I want to look at, some stuff we talked about. So let's leave it on a cliffhanger. Next week, we will dig into this a little bit more. Uh, we'll have a more thorough discussion on this because we've already gone a little over two hours and we could probably crank out another 45 minutes yeah. just on this discussion. So let's let's call the go home spot. Um, it's been an awesome episode. I had a lot of fun tonight. Holy crap. Nicole, thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much. No problem. I would love to come whenever you want to have me. And you're going to come back again. You, you've you been just a, a natural at this. For somebody who was nervous about doing it, you just jumped right in. I, and think, it was, it is, I think it's because it's you guys. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Hey, good. That's so I, I appreciate that. Nicole, thank you so much again. We appreciate you tonight. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. I love your cats in the background. I'm oh, just staring yeah. at them on and off. <laughs> they're, they're waiting on me to go to bed. Like, honestly, that's what they're doing. They're waiting on me to go to bed. They're like, all right, shut up, Daddy. It's time to go to bed. So, <laughs> and from the Rob the Genius podcast, Rob, again, awesome, awesome episode tonight. Well, thank you. Thank you. And, and Charlotte, we're here for you. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. There yeah. it is. Right at the very end of the match, Rob gets it in there. And as always, I am your host, DJ. This is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. So proud to be a part of the Chairshot Radio Network. Uh, look at us. Find us there on the chairshot.com. Uh, you'll be hearing more from us every week. Uh, hopefully, we become your new appointment listening every Thursday here on the Chairshot Radio Network. Uh, that's going to be it for us this week. We'll see you in about seven days. Remember, you can call it pro wrestling. You can call it sports entertainment. You can call it whatever you want. But call it in the ring. And we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.